Uh, what is the show? What is the show called again? Uh, Below the belt. Below the belt. I thought this was Stern. Oh. <laughs> what the hell am I doing on this show? I call my publicist. <laughs> All right. <laughs> this is Chris Jericho, the Ayatollah of rock and roll, and the sexy beast lead singer of Fozzie. And you're listening to Below the Belt Radio, Junior. The Below the Belt show is closed. Caption for the hearing impaired. It is now time for the bad boys of Baltimore. Pips up. Goes down. Oh, I got a live one here. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, guys. It's time for another episode of BTB. I'm your host, Al Soto, a.k.a. Celebrity Soto, your host with the most here for your weekly pleasure, guys. We have another tremendous show from top to bottom. Let's go ahead and introduce the amazing panel that we've assembled here tonight. And that's right, guys. Joining us, the man with a calming presence. He is the one and only the Persian prince of pop culture. He is also known as the Zadi. <laughs> he is Mike, the General Zod. What's up, Zod? Hello, hello. It is a pleasure, the greatest of pleasures, being on this wonderful show, as you know. I could uh, I could channel my inner Bill Walton and be like, uh, from the breads and circuses, from the Col- Roman Coliseum to the latest episode of Ted Lasso. This is the show of shows. <laughs> the show of shows, indeed, especially with this panel. Son. My God, do we have some amazing, talented individuals in the virtual room? Let's go ahead and start with joining us from New York City. That's right. She is the ravishing Russian. The one and the only... Anna Kuchma. What's up, Anna? Hey, guys. What's going on? What's going on? Glad to be back here again. Yeah, you're joining all the crazy guys in studio, in the virtual studio, that is. Yes. <laughs> it's a pleasure, though. Yes, certainly, certainly so. And let's go ahead and introduce That's Right, guys. He is six foot eight, and you can't teach that. He is also <laughs> <laughs> the Sith Lord himself, the one and only. Darth Paul Wallace. I am a Sith Lord. Oh my. <laughs> you know how Darth, uh, you could just put that as your Tinder profile and you get swipe <laughs> all of the time. <laughs> just say you're six foot eight and that's all that matters. Can I list my shoe size too? Does that help? <laughs> <laughs> it's good to have you back on BTB. 
the one and only Sith Lord. We do have some Star Wars news to talk about, actually. Is it Kennedy getting fired? Because that's what we all want to (laughs) hear. And let's go ahead and introduce. That's right. We have another guest co-host that really just knocked it out of the park every time. He he knows pop culture. He knows pro wrestling. (laughs) He's a cosplayer extraordinaire, former pro wrestler, Wes Whitlock. That is me from (laughs) old Baltimore, Maryland. (laughs) From Baltimore, Maryland. And of course, Wes, you recognize that opening promo, didn't you? I did, actually. It was Jericho. Yes, the Ayatollah of rock yeah, and roll. I've met Jericho before. I'm sure you have. When was, back when I was a young lad. Yes, of course, working um, with some of the independent promotions that you worked on. I'm sure. Oh no, no, I was a fan still. I wasn't. I wasn't a wrestler at the time. Oh, you weren't a wrestler at the time. Okay, you no, met no, Jericho as a like fan. Seventeen years old. Wow. Did you ever so see him in concert? He's no. I heard they're good. Though. Yeah, he's I pretty have... good. Like he actually shuts the show down if people don't get into it. He'll actually just stand there. I actually did see Fozzie um, in uh, in concert, if you will. And uh, yeah, tremendous, tremendous performers. Mm-hmm. Chris is just like the multi-talented, you know, he's an actor, he's a, a pro wrestler, he's yep. a, a singer, performer, songwriter, you know, rock and roll, you know, God, you know. <laughs> the, what they I don't know, the he demigod? has time for it, to be honest with you. The demigod, didn't they call him yeah. the demigod or something? A little bit of bubbly. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> a little bit of the bubbly, but... For you wrestling fans that tune in, because you know you when when we have Darth Paul Wallace and we have Wes on, we do talk about wrestling. That will be towards the end of the program. So we're gonna. <laughs> I know, I know, fans. Uh, be patient, but uh, we're gonna start uh, by uh, talking about things in the entertainment world. But I know that with the performers that we have on the panel, <coughs> is there anybody that has a shameless plug? To promote, we're always we always like to promote here on BTV, you know. Well, this one's a little far off into the future, but um, I've got a show booked. Uh, for actually, full transparency, my uh, illustrious improv group. Has, yes. Has a show booked at the Baltimore Improv Group. Uh, I'm sorry, it's at the uh, Baltimore, the Charm City Mead Works, through uh, Highwire Improv, um, on June 23rd. Okay. So when Whenever this actually comes out into uh, into the uh, the podcast sphere and people can listen to it, maybe they'll still have a chance to go see. That, <laughs> that is a that's a direct stab at me. <laughs> <laughs> As it does take some quality time to get episodes up and running on. on. <laughs> I think it will be up in time for that one for sure. <laughs> is the Meatworks is that by uh, Haven Street? I think so. I think so. It's like a, um, uh, it's it's like in this like little warehouse where they 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 I guess they make the mead there. There's all these yeah, like. I, I think I know the area. Yeah, I, I work by there. Very nice. Yes, yeah, place. Especially if you like good mead and pretty good comedy, <laughs> you know, it'll <laughs> be, be a cool thing that night. And you know what? If it's not that good, you'd be drinking a lot of mead, so then it becomes exactly. good. There you go. <laughs> It makes everything tolerable, right? Yes. <laughs> no, That's how like, Amy Schumer has a career. Well, Zod, I have seen your improv show. I got to say, you've come a long way since your humble beginnings in improv. And 
you've gone through all the ranks of the improv uh, levels. Well, I mean, you saw one of my very first shows, and to be honest, there was nowhere to go by improv <laughs> <laughs> from that first one. So, uh, but I appreciate that. Uh, yes. I'm really, uh, that's really yeah. good to hear. What about? Um, so, see, that's why he's a general. He worked his way up. Yeah. <laughs> Darth Paul Wallace, any uh, upcoming um, acting gigs yourself? Uh, well, technically, we don't, technically my show got shut down because of a strike. So maybe when the strike ends, the writer's strike. I mean, yes. if not, I am working on my own project. So it's like, can we uh, can we promote uh, the the show that you're doing in in Philadelphia? Uh, probably not yet. Probably not yet because they're, they're kind of like picky on that point. But I mean, my my show you can. I am I'm still trying to get that outsiders thing. Oh, I know. Uh, <laughs> so a lot of work there. I mean, with with a zero budget, I'm not going to do it. Oh, I, I applaud you. I yeah, applaud well, I have an entire. Technically, when the show got, got shut down, I bought all the, I bought police uniforms, weapons, I bought wow. costumes. Okay. Plus, I have twenty cars, so I could always use those for something. Twenty cars, my God! I mean, th- this is a show that you were a fan of, and you, and you have to understand this is a this is an intellectual property. I worked on property. the show, and I had a role on the show until things changed during the second season. Yes, but this is somebody's intellectual property, so this is basically like you, you're doing a fan. Well, film, no, te- te- technically, it's out. It's out. It's 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 available right now. So I don't want to so, go too so much. How does that work? Where you have the twenty cars? Because you didn't like when the when the the strike shut everything down. I mean. Don't you have to get? I, I'm assuming like your production didn't buy the cars. They're, they're rented, no, I, right? No, I personally own the cars. I own 20 cars. <laughs> I'm, I'm a good enough mechanic, so like if a junkyard has a car that I think that's cool, I just buy it. You're like Jay Leno. I think Jay Leno. Oh, well, you yeah, know, but Jay Leno has quality cars. I have junkyard cars, so there's a huge oh, are difference. These all, like, are these all like beaters? No, some of them aren't that bad. I mean, I picked up a 1976 Cadillac that's like okay. it has a brand new motor in it. It was just a garage re- yeah. repossession, and the guy just wanted his money, so he sent it to the junkyard. Well, wow. I mean, it's really cool. I mean, so you have to work on the like, like I mean, to drive on the street, it's a whole different thing. But to do it on film, you can use whatever you want on film, and you don't need all the tags and titles on it as long as you're, you're not driving on the street. Well, what about Anna Kuchma, the ravishing Russian? Have you been on set lately, or is it has it been a minute? It's been a minute, but I'm still auditioning. You know. Good, good. But, Look forward um, to see you in another uh, vinyl type of appearance. I love. Yeah, maybe if uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll get a chance. Let's, you know what? Let's see what happens once the strike and everything is over. So yes. I feel like there's going to be a lot of. Well, work you mean both strikes? Because there might be a second strike coming too. So. Well, Anna, once all I, of the, them are over. <laughs> yeah. Anna, can I tell the boys what I'm alluding to in vinyl? You always try to mention that. I don't know. Sure. I don't know. I, I feel like you could always isn't, rewind. Isn't it and... wonderful that a lot of your your BTB identity is based on this? <laughs> Zod, I think you know, but you can see Anna um, in her birthday stu- suit in uh, <laughs> in vinyl on HBO. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you have to look carefully. It's a big orgy scene, right? Yes. <laughs> I mean, I've done other Hopefully things you too. Hopefully, you weren't in it now. No, you won't see my my uh, <laughs> microphone in there. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. it, it, it was about sixty people, so you know, it yeah. wasn't the only well, one. I think I think we know someone else that was in that scene, right? <laughs> we won't I, mention his name. <laughs> I'm sure I know a bunch of people. Yeah. Yeah, they, you probably know who I'm alluding to. 
Probably. Wes, Wes Whitlock, have you been hitting the con scene lately? Anything upcoming? Uh, the only thing uh, is in July, um, surely. I'm going to that just for a day because I'm going to meet uh, Robert Picardo. Yes, I think BTB will be in the house for sure. Oh, I still owe you. I think he actually shows up because every time I go to that con to, to get like to meet a celebrity, they always cancel. Oh. I know it, it doesn't have the best track record, does it? That really sucks. Yeah, yeah very... just that con though. Um, okay, we have Awesome Con uh, next month. I'll be there. And Fan Expo in Philadelphia. Not going to be yeah, on either I'll be one. There okay. That's because uh, I have a baby coming, so. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> my, all my time is going to be uh, dedicated to that in June. June. And then our, our next big con that we're going to is uh, Drag in uh, Atlanta. There you go. There you go. When's um the little the little West come? I don't know, Wes or Wes? Uh, daughter, yeah. Um, yeah, daughter's. <laughs> uh, she is uh due anywhere between this weekend and middle of next week. Holy cow! Wow. Congratulations. Very cool. If you see me rub my arm, it's because I just got a uh, TDAP shot. <laughs> so. Wow, that's sooner than I thought, Wes. Wow, I didn't realize it was coming up so soon. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, we're happy to have you on. I mean, <laughs> we see your part. <laughs> well, we, Beyond, he could still do the cons. He could have like Baby Hope, like from, from uh, like, or, and he could be cable. <laughs> we, we probably won't bring her uh, for the, until she's <laughs> like vaccinated and, and all that stuff. Uh, yeah, I don't blame it. I'm sure she will join in the costumes. All right. We already have ideas. I have okay. a, a, a fox onesie because it looks like Rocket Raccoon. So, oh, that's a good idea. <laughs> that would be really cute. It's very cute. I can't. That'd be cute. Very excited. Well, very good. Well, great. Well, let's go ahead and do what BTB does best here uh, is talk about everything going on in the world of entertainment. So, uh, of course, we got to hear our boys uh, from Good Charlotte, right? So, here we go. It is time for the Hollywood Report. That's hot. That's bananas. That's off the chain. All right, that was Benji and Joel with everything going on in the world of entertainment. All right, no surprise, Fast X, the number one movie in America, uh, 67 uh, million domestically and overseas, uh, 253 million. Um, that uh, wow brings a total to 319 million worldwide, so that's uh, phenomenal numbers. And you know what? I I was never really big in the fast movies, but you know, I ended up just giving a giving a shot, giving Fast X a shot yeah. at the urge of my uh, my my lovely lovely better half. But uh, I actually um, had to watch nine and eight and uh, catch up at home. Because the last one I watched, honestly, was seven because of okay. um, Paul well, uh, Walker's untimely death. So yeah. I, actually, I stopped watching the franchise, and then I was like, all right, let me watch eight and nine. And now I was ready for ten. So uh, I have a question. How does it become like a street racing movie? And, and then like they're now super spies somehow? I, I don't understand that. The the <laughs> the evolution. Yeah, I mean, basically, it was a movie about street racing, and then they become super spies. The evolution of that movie is just crazy. Yes, I believe the first four movies were very, very much centered on street racing. And then mm-hmm. it kind of started to evolve in Fast Five 
with the heists, and then it yep. just went to ridiculous lengths in six. Like, yeah, when you when you send a Fiero into outer space, I mean, you know you've jumped a shark. Yeah, we saw that at nine. Really started mm-hmm. becoming more about uh, other stuff and and less about racing, because I think four only had one race, and it was when they raced across the yeah. Well, the question yeah. is, did they get better as the pro- they progressed, or were like the original racing ones better, like you know, wild ones? I mean, I, I think they just were thinking of the what what can we do with a charger, and just kind of just made the movie around that. <laughs> They're superhero movies now; they just don't have superhero. superhero. Yeah. I mean, the Rock literally kicks a torpedo away from his his vehicle, and I think like the seventh one, Vin Diesel. Yeah engulfed in flames doesn't have a scratch on them um yeah it's a superhero movies now they just they don't have superheroes was that was that hobbs and shaw movie was that in the fast and the furious universe it was yes it was okay because that was a literal superhero movie (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah you're right man Zod, you never got into the Fast and Furious films, did you? Yeah, I have. I have act- honestly never seen a minute of any of those movies, okay. so I I don't really have much to contribute. Well, to he did. Movie. Wait, he did see Hobbs and Shaw, so he saw part of the universe. I guess. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, I did see Hobbs and Shaw, which was okay, which was an okay movie. <laughs> it's. I gotta admit, it was one of the better Fast movies. This isn't, you know, I think I've seen all of them now because I had stopped at seven, but now that I've seen them all, uh, I I would say that ten is one of the best. Nine was, eh. but ten was really good, and even on well, is it gonna be eleven now too? Well, if you count Hobbs and Shaw, it would be no, no. I thought there was gonna be one after ten. I thought they had it set up. Yeah, I know. This is the this is the penultimate. Yeah. They're making three parts for ten. Okay, that's that's just, why, why don't they just go to thirteen? Is it just bad luck? I don't know. I was heard, I was told that this is one of two, and next next the next film is eleven. But you heard wow. three films. I heard three. I, I, again, I, I I didn't talk to anybody. I'm just just repeating what I see on the internet. Which, now, Sorry, people yeah. have, okay, how does that work though? I, I mean, think about this. You have Fast Ten, but it's going to be three movies. Is it just going to confuse people now? Because I mean, it's like I'm going to go ask, watch Fast Ten next year. It's like that's a different movie. It doesn't make any sense. I mean, again, these movies are not exactly like they're not they're not they're not being written by Menza. They're they're, they're <laughs> yeah, I'm well aware of that. Yeah, <laughs> that's a very good point. But from what I read, this is like the Infinity War. This this Fast Ten is the Infinity War, and then the End Game is the second film. And I'm I don't know. I've read two films, not three, Wes. So we'll have to. Hey, I, I'm happy to we'll be wrong. To, <laughs> we'll have to fact check that one. Um, but but that would make this uh, upcoming film. The twelfth film, the one that's uh, not yet in production, um, okay. because you're, if you're also counting Hobbs and Shaw's the eleventh film, but nonetheless, eighty-two uh, percent on Rotten Tomatoes, and um, you know it had some very interesting cameos. Um, as you know, it did not have Dwayne the Rock Johnson in it. Um, he uh, he does not like Vince. I mean, <laughs> yeah, he does not. He does not like that Vin Diesel. Yes, he doesn't. He had some beef with Tyrese. He had some beef with Vin Diesel. He's not in the film. However, he is in the post-credit scene, and it was uh, mentioned, I believe, last week we talked. We mentioned that. But after seeing the film, he was not the only uh, person in the post-credit scene. Uh, and also returning is Gal Gadot's Giselle character. Yeah, she she uh, she comes back. Um, if you remember her uh, in, I believe, the Fast yeah. Six. I believe her character's in Fast Six. I'm not sure, but I believe that's the film that she appeared in. 
And then also not in the post credit scene, but making an appearance within the film. Um, this was a surprise. I didn't know that Pete Davidson <laughs> was is in she like in everything. Is it just like yeah. mandatory to Pete Davidson in anything now? Hollywood loves Pete Davidson. I don't understand that. I mean, <laughs> I mean, he had probably, well, other than his father dying. I mean, he has probably one of the best lives in the business. He, he certainly does. I mean, look at all the women he's been dating. I mean, yeah, crazy. I know it's it's crazy. It's insane. and and, and, just, and it's not like he's like Channing Tatum or something. It's like he's Pete <laughs> Davidson, so it's like he's right out of his league. You know what I mean? Well, from what I read, he's swinging with a big microphone. So take that for what it's worth, uh, Big Paul. I don't know if uh, you know you can you can co- uh, compare. <laughs> <laughs> you're comparable, but <laughs> I mean you're six eight, and you know what they say about six eight. But... Yeah. Nonetheless, uh, that could be that could be it about Pete Davidson. <laughs> uh, Anna, why why do you think Pete Davidson is appealing to so many women? To be honest, I have no idea because <laughs> he is not appealing to me whatsoever. Yeah. Like, I mean, only the sense of humor, and I guess the fact that he did go out with a bunch of famous and very good-looking women, so he is doing something right. But yeah, that. Uh, I mean, well, he could be a really good conversationalist. That's a possibility. Yeah. I mean, he probably takes him to really nice restaurants. <laughs> Very yeah, yeah, but the thing is, they have dates. more money than he does. That's the thing. It's like, well, Sometimes. he probably has money now, but yeah. Oh, he's doing pretty well, man. I, I definitely. Uh... I, I mean, he's definitely an entrepreneur, I feel like. he's mm-hmm. He has his fingers in a lot of different places. So. Literally. Well, he doesn't have to pay rent. He lives in his mom's basement, <laughs> so I guess. <laughs> Well, he said on uh, his show, Bubkiss, that his mom lives in him, but he lives in the basement of the house that he pays for. So that's, that's okay. <laughs> that's you know, the kind of update. Because <laughs> the rest of the money just gotta, gets to saving or whatever else, you know. And plus, it's nice to be close to the family. That's That shows values. Wes, yeah. you had a comment? I just said funny guys know how to get them. Like, my yeah. wife's gorgeous and I'm hilarious. There you go. There you go. That's, that's charisma. Good. Charisma helps that's, a lot. There's also there's also something to be said of like because a lot of his his comedy is really really confessional. Like I mean he talks he he's like he's willing to like make jokes at his own. I know a lot of comedians do that, but he's willing to make mm-hmm. a lot of jokes at his own expense. And and there's like there's kind of like like he he like openly talks about his issues with depression and things like that and you know maybe it shows like a and like a more like emotionally mature side of him that yeah. you know, doesn't come out as much so everyone sees he's you know because a lot of his comedy is also really douchey but yeah. it's <laughs> but maybe they see both sides of it i don't know i'd yeah, like he's to candid in that sense yeah yeah maybe yeah. so Maybe but, so. Maybe there's like some kind of like authenticity to him that maybe we don't see, but they see. Probably in person, he's just uh, very likable, most likely. Yeah. And, and relatable, and you know, just uh, let, again, let's not forget the big dick energy. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Sure. Right. All right. Well, back to Fast and Furious X. Um, Vin Diesel did say, who is a producer on on the franchise, that there will be a female-led installment. Not only maybe that's well, maybe the other film that we're alluding to. So apparently, um, he, the the female spinoff um, will come after the finale. So we're not going to see it before. So we're going to okay. see Fast 
So Latin would that be like Shirley's Theron's character? Yeah, yeah, I would imagine her character's uh, gonna return. Uh, she looked phenomenal. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know anything about her character, so I'm just guessing because that was the actress yeah. I remember being. She's like uh, some crazy computer hacker chick. Okay. <laughs> and then, of course, Gal Gadot, who was in the post credit scene, who looked phenomenal. Um, as um, and she's a real life superhero. She's she's Wonder Woman. She's Wonder Woman. <laughs> yeah, she is Wonder Woman. They were in Antarctica in that, in that uh, post-credit scene when uh, Gal uh, Gadot's Giselle character saved. Well, uh, did they have? Did they actually have the charger out there, the ice charger with like the big spikes on the wheels and the jet engines on the back? They had something like that, some some kind of like snowmobile, yeah. So, um, but one particular thing. Do you know this, what a good cam- Do you know what, if they're in Antarctica? Tell me if this would be a good cameo. I know it might be poor taste, but Jeremy Renner coming out on his snowmobile. Oh, that, that is, that is He's doing okay. As I said, I mean, just as a joke. I mean, not not to poke fun of Jeremy Renner. I just think that would be like hilarious. Yeah, that, that would be very yeah, that would be very meta, um, very very tongue in cheek. Um, but uh, I don't know. I mean, he's doing well, thank God. I mean, if if it was a tragic thing that happened, then absolutely yeah, not. No, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't make that joke if it was tragic. Yeah, thing, but I mean, because he's okay. <laughs> I'm just saying that would have been a great scene if they're in Antarctica. Yeah. I was like, man. Well, one thing about um, Fast X that I will mention, of course, um, now, you know, John Cena plays uh, Vin Diesel's brother. How? Because they don't look anything alike. <laughs> they never really explain, no. but nonetheless, they are brothers. Um, spoiler alert, uh, his character allegedly sacrificed himself and his car went up in flames. But as you know, if you don't see the body, you can't really presume they're dead. And yeah. I really hope his character's not dead because we have not seen The Rock and John Cena in a movie together. And as you know, the yeah. next Fast movie with Dwayne The Rock Johnson in the post-credits, I do want to see, uh, as a wrestling fan, The Rock and John Cena. In, in well, I mean, Fast are you sure that uh, he's going to be in a, not another Hobbs and Shaw type of movie? I, I wouldn't I wouldn't be Because they could be Peter Ned and then just do another Fast and Furious without Dwayne The Rock Johnson, just have him in the universe. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if there was a sequel, but Dwayne, expect Dwayne to definitely be in the next Fast and Furious movie, yeah. based on the first credits. I sure. guess there won't be a Black Adam Peacemaker team up, will there? Oh, <laughs> 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 um, yeah, they're both in the DC. Uh, well, one of them's in the DCU, the other one's in the DCEU. So it's going to get confusing, guys. <laughs> and Wes, we're going to go back to uh, your non spoiler review of The Flash uh, shortly. Um. All right. What else is coming up in the theaters? Which is coming up really soon. We'll go get the U.S. Uh, Little Mermaid, seventy-one percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, now, did you want to hear about the evening? Uh, how, how much money they lost in China? No, it's already out in China. So the film is not. Doing it's already well in China. out in China. It did not do well. It didn't do well, really. Okay. They said it made like I think maybe one hundred twenty-five thousand. And they said that was like miserable. What? That yes, is well. it, it flopped. It flopped. That is uh, really. They say it, it flopped bad. Yeah, that's very surprising to hear. Yeah. Well, the critics have said great things about it. You know, it is. Uh, See, like, it, whenever the critics say something good, you know the movie's going to be bad. <laughs> now the critics are like, meh. You know the movie's going to be great. Well, one critic said that Holly Bailey is all the reason that any audience should uh, need to justify. Disney revisiting this classic. And then the director Rob Marshall found his Ariel and she's a keeper, basically, is what they're saying. Uh, 
this was from Variety. Um, so that was just only one uh, one review, but um, you know, um, at seventy one percent Rotten Tomatoes, I guess it's okay, you know. Um, but we'll just have to wait and see what the audience thinks because are, yes, are we going to talk about Indiana Jones Rotten Tomatoes? Or are we going to wait on that one? <laughs> yeah, we'll get to that, buddy. Uh, that was <laughs> okay. part of that was a part of um, Can, and we'll get to Can. Um, okay. Is anyone going to be checking out The Little Mermaid when it drops? My wife. No. Your wife will, right, Russ? <laughs> They're going to see it tomorrow. They have a sneak sneak peek or whatever. Yeah. I'm not because uh, I'd rather not. You'd rather not see it. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm curious. I think I'll check it out. Yeah. Just to see how they re- reinvented the whole thing, mm-hmm. you know? Yep. And I heard she is actually really great. That's what they're saying. A lot of the very talented. Is very talented singer, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I know what you're thinking, Paul, but you know they. they no, no, actually, no. I, I mean, I don't <laughs> mind that. The only okay, thing I don't, I, I think that's dumb about the race swapping thing is, why does she have red hair? That this makes no sense. I mean, I, because I mean, I could see if she was supposed, to, if she was Irish and had red hair, but she, why don't they just leave her with her natural hair color? There are well, black people you? with natural red hair, by the way. Is there? <laughs> yeah, I, there I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. The there. controversial Paul Wallace. <laughs> <laughs> He's at it again. All right. Two big movies are going to be dropping on the same weekend in July 21st. So this is uh, Greta Gerwig's Barbie starring my favorite Margot Robbie and Christopher Nolan's Oppenheimer. Um, and the Oppenheimer movie. Yes, it's going to be a super duper long film. <laughs> so. Um, expect that to be the case. Um, but uh, I'm really excited to see that. I really do want to see that. That looks phenomenal. That looks really. I mean, they actually made a real like, not obviously not nuclear, but uh, the closest <laughs> thing we could to a nuclear explosion. Uh, they did an atomic bomb explosion, I think, right? Yeah. Yeah. But so. didn't they have a TV show about Oppenheimer? There's oh. a there's a famous documentary about him that has like all of this. Um, I guess no. Like, I- in, in I, I thought A&E had a TV show. I could have sworn it was about like the same thing about Oppenheimer and the making of the nuclear bomb. I forget what it was called, though. I don't know. Well, sure what's the town that. called? I forget what the... I think it was named after the town, whatever the town was called. Almagod- Almagadoro, New Mexico. No, 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 that's, no, but they actually had a name for the town. Uh, I forget what it's... They, they had a code name for the town. I oh. What it was. Someone looked at I think they were... <laughs> I think there was a TV show about I'm pretty sure there was a TV show about it. Um, but we didn't talk about the second, third, fourth, and fifth place films. But yes, it goes Guardians of the Galaxy 3, the number two movie. That was actually pretty good. Which uh, mm-hmm. I loved. It was a phenomenal film. Uh, Super Mario Brothers still hanging in there at number three with $9.8 million in its seventh weekend. And of course, you know, that's over the billion dollar mark. Mm-hmm. And then we have Book club the next chapter with three million and then um evil dead rise uh rounds up the top five um so uh those are your top five but let's talk about a film that i'm very eagerly waiting to see and this is an exclusive on btb someone on this panel got a sneak peek of the flash and yes this is gonna that's cool (laughs) the one and only wes whitlock will give us his non-spoilery review of the flash if you could uh, well, number one, um, when the before the movie started, the director and uh, his sister, the, the producer, said this wasn't the final cut. So there might be a couple things that are, are slightly different. Um, 
Interesting. And there, and there, I think, I think there's some, some CGI that probably will get touched up a little bit more. Not that I saw anything that I was like, wow, that was garbage, but there was a couple of things that um, probably will be touched up a little bit, but I think a lot of people are going to like this movie um, mainly for Keaton. Um, but uh, I, I personally thought it was just an okay film. Um, really? That's, that's a little surprising because it's got like really good buzz. I don't like Michael Keaton's Batman. I liked it as a kid. As an adult, I'm like, that's a garbage Batman. Wow. So, I mean, again, that's my personal opinion. I think this movie is going to be gangbusters and people are going to go crazy because don't get me wrong, yeah. a lot of great action pieces in the movie. Um, but I, that's one of my favorite comic stories. And they, there were certain elements that I don't want, I didn't care if they, they did it work one for one. But there were certain things that I wanted to see and didn't. So I was okay. a little... Like, well, so they left some stuff out. Underwhelmed, it sounds like. Was there a lot of fan service when it came? Because that comic book story is, like, really, like, far-reaching. And it reaches, like, all these they, different they don't, of the universe. They, they do their own thing. They don't, okay. they don't follow the comic. Um, there, there's, there's lots of really cool moments. There's lots of really cool, like, oh, my God moments. And there's a lot of, of like... It's not a bad film. It, it like when I say that I just think it was just okay. That's just my, my absolutely personal opinion. I really think a lot of people are going to be really happy with the film. Wow. It's probably, um, it's probably Ezra's best performance as the Flash. But to be fair, he was never given a whole lot. So, um, yeah. I, I don't. Think I, I, I just think he was a weird choice for Flash in the first place. To be honest with you, he would have made a better impulse. He's a, he's I think I don't punks. even know. Do you know what? Honestly, like, because he looked real Hispanic in the first movie. I know he's not Hispanic, but he would have been a. I mean, maybe even a good Blue Beetle. I mean, I know I know you actually have a real Hispanic they, person yeah, playing Blue Beetle, but we got Chelo Matadueña, man. We got Cobra Kai in there, yeah, man. Yeah, so, I know. Yeah, I'm just yeah. saying that, that if you're going to use Ezra Miller or something, that's nah, nah. I, I'm happy with uh, Chelo Matadueña, but Wes, um, are you able to say without revealing? Um, are there any more? Are there any surprise cameos? There is. A, a, I'm not going to say surprise cameos. There's a lot of surprises. Wow. There's a, like I, this movie. Like I said, it's going to make a lot of people really happy. Okay. The surprises will be great. Now, are there post credit scenes? Uh, th there wasn't a post uh, post credit scene because uh, I don't think this was the final cut. This is the final cut. Okay. This is maybe uh, the audience. Uh, is this an yeah. audience kind of test screening or? I don't know if it's a test screening, but it was it was just like this was like a super advanced screening because the movie doesn't come out for like another month. Right. Uh, so like uh, from what I understand, uh, my, the my wife, she also was like like she gets to see free films and like does influencer stuff. And I'm always the plus one because nice, of course, plus one. But um, so we're supposed to see it again um, through through another like influencer things. But that'll be the final thing in June. So. I imagine there will be um, post-credit stuff. The movie ends on a huge, uh, like, ooh, what's that going to be type of thing. So, Wow. I mean, well, is he supposed to carry over Ezra, or are they doing away with him? Because yeah. I know they liked him, but, I mean, it's just that I know with his baggage, it's like I don't know if you. The only carryovers, I think, are Ezra and uh, all of James Gunn's Peacemaker crew are carrying over. Ezra's carrying okay. over, and I want to say Ezra's carrying Momoa. Momoa is the other one that they they want to find something for him to do, like, but not Aquaman. I don't know if they're against him being Aquaman, but they have said that 
no matter what, they want to find something for him. Uh, Peterson, yeah. Brand, okay. James Gunn said, those are the two. Like, What about the Suicide the- Squad film? I imagine Margot Robbie and Idris Elba and Ratcatcher. Yeah. Well, I mean, what do you call it's going to come back to? I'm pretty sure. I mean, Weasel, because that's his brother, so. Mm-hmm. No, I, I don't know about that fully, but uh, I just, overall, my personal feelings aside, I think the movie is going to do really well in the theaters. I think people are going to be, they're going to freak out. They're going to be super happy. If you love Michael Keaton, you're going to be really happy. But he, he does not have a small part. He's in a lot of the movie. Oh, that's um, cool. Yeah, so. I love it. Wow. Well, thank you, Wes. I mean, obviously, you don't, we don't want to talk spoilery um, stuff yet because we usually like to talk spoilers only after the majority of folks have uh, yep. already seen the film. Trust but, me. Uh, I have not I given Speaking of spoilers, uh, did, <laughs> did you mention the, the end credit scenes of Guardians? We talked I about Guardians that. last week. Yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, Is that Chris Pratt returning? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm happy that, that Chris weird. Pratt's returning. Um, I think that will just. Pratt returns. It says the legendary Star Lord returns. It will still be Chris Pratt. He yeah. said he would only come back if they respected what James Gunn did, but the character could still come back. Yeah. Oh, you just have somebody with the mask on the whole time, I guess. Or just recast them. It's not the first. Yeah, you could recast them. Um, it could be some kind of like multiversal shenanigans in the Secret Wars. Uh, okay. Where they that 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 would be an excuse to recast pretty much everybody in Marvel. Yeah. I'll tell you what that that new Guardians of the Galaxy in the post credits. I don't think that it's it's a great team, but I don't think that can carry a movie on its no. own based on the characters. No, I don't think it could. It might might look better as a as a Disney Plus series. Um, but yeah, I'm I think that would be a good Disney Plus series because I mean it's like Vin Diesel's. You don't even need him for the voice of Groot. I don't think. I mean, well, I mean, hold on, hold on. He does Groot in every language. Does he? Yes. When the first Guardians movie came out, it also was revealed that Vin records I am Groot in every language. So it's oh, his crazy. voice no matter what translation. Groot's getting triple residuals then. Wow. Or, or you know, like quadruple. Or <laughs> how many, gotta, depending nice. On how many very get. nice. Yeah. That's got to get. Because, like, he, he emotes them totally differently based on the, you know, whatever the context or the yeah. scene requires. Right. Wow, that that must uh, that must take a while to do that in every language. And now now we know that Groot can say more than I am Groot based on what we saw at the end of Guardians of the Galaxy. Yep. Nope, nope, nope. That's actually, uh, James Gunn said that that was the audience understanding Groot. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. That was yeah. that was that was us finally the us as the audience finally getting to okay. the same okay. understanding okay. that that okay. his teammates and his family members yes. got. Oh okay. wow! Okay, wow, that's pretty exciting, man. We got some pretty exciting stuff. I cannot wait for uh, the Flash, and of course, Guardians was amazing. Um, but what else do we have coming soon uh, for you horror yeah, fans? The Marvel, but I'm not. I'm not. Big, I don't have high hopes for the Marvels, to be honest with you. The Marvels is coming up, yeah, yeah. We'll see, we'll see what happens there. No, I'm excited about Flash, honestly, because I like the show and the movie. I'm definitely looking forward to it. I know you said you don't love it, love it, yeah. but I feel like because of the following and so many fans, yeah. it should still be good. And I like the time travel aspect too. I think that could mm-hmm. bring a lot of uh, intrigue to the story. Yeah. So. All right, well, let's let's talk about some other stuff coming up. Um, if you're a horror fan, um, 
Robert Englund's in a uh, horror film, along with uh, Bill Moseley and Daniel Harris. Of course, those are two other horror oh, icons. And it's called um, Natty Knox, a new horror film from Dwight Little. He's the director of Halloween 4. So basically what happens is on Halloween Eve, a small town babysitter and the kids um, she is looking for after a struggle to survive a serial killer named Abner Honeywell. So uh, this film is going to be dropping on July 21st. So check that one out. I mean, is England like going to be like the serial killer by chance? Because he seems like the type. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it does he's. Pretty much the the serial killer uh, extraordinaire. I mean, right? I mean, yeah. we all know Friday, the Friday Thirteenth Nightmare on Elm Street, uh, and uh, it wouldn't surprise him if he is the lead. But then you have Bill Mosley as well, yeah. uh, who was the lead in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Mm-hmm. So um, we'll have to, uh, yeah, we'll have to wait and see about that one. Um, uh, they just dropped the trailer for The Color Purple. She has an all-star cast. Um, yeah, again, I don't think they need to remake that movie. I think it was great the way it was. It's like if you remake it, you're just hurting the original. Yeah, I'm not really sure the the logic behind this this particular one. Um, because as you know, wasn't Oprah in the original one? Oprah was in the original one. I mean, yeah. you had like an all-star cast. I mean, I, I mean, it's like I, I just think by remaking it, you hurt their legacies. I mean, yeah, that's an interesting one. Um, but it's uh. American Idol's um, Fantasia, uh, Danielle Brooks, it's Corey Hawkins, Coleman Domingo from Fear the Walking Dead, Taraji P. Henson. So it's definitely got a heck of a cast. Mm-hmm. All right. So Cannes Film Festival, that's the big festival in, uh, in uh, the south of France, which I have yet to attend. One day I will be there, I promise you. <laughs> but let's talk about some of the highlights uh, that happened. Um Yes, Paul, let's talk about Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny because that had a screening at uh, Cannes Film Festival. They like to bring in a blockbuster that's not necessarily yeah. in the competition. As you know, this is not – it's the out-of-competition You mean Indy 5 is not going to be in competition? Man, that sucks. Yeah. <laughs> so, yes, although it did get a five-minute standing O, the uh, current Rotten Tomatoes score of – Indiana Jones and Dial Destiny is 50%. So that's not good. Um, Especially if it's all critics, too. Because, I mean, the critics, I mean, they try to inflate some of that stuff. So Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but I think the the five-minute standing had to have been because of the legend that is this Harrison Ford, you know? Yeah. I mean, he is an absolute legend. He's a national treasure. He's still a great working actor at 80 years old, you know? I like how you call him national treasure. He's a national treasure. No, no, I I know, but they just I simulate that with a old you know, in a really? very nice way. Yeah. Oh, is that is that a <laughs> legend? Well, wait, the, the, the legend is uh, William Shatner, uh, Harrison Ford's a national treasure because William Shatner's in his nineties. Right. He's also a galactic treasure. He <laughs> is Shatner an international uh, treasure? No. <laughs> <laughs> He's more than that. He went to space. <laughs> wow, that's true. Space, yeah. So he's intergalactic. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? The, he said, um, Harrison Ford said, this is his last you know, film. I mean, it was already known that this is his last film as, as Indiana Jones. 
And he's played the the role in five films over 40 years in a row. Yeah, he's, but you need to do six. You need to have an even number. You know what I mean? For the, that's, 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 <laughs> so you need a six. Dude, he's 80 years old, man. Let him, <laughs> let him rest. Maybe he can do the animated version. He could be the voice. The animated version. <laughs> hey, if Stallone could like uh, get the rights back for Rocky, he'll do another Rocky movie. Yeah. So it's like, well, I know, yeah, that's the thing. And I don't. And you had some criticism about Fleabag, Paul. Um, that's Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Um, yeah, well, from what I understand, uh, the, what was going to originally happen it was uh, that he would have died in the past, and she would have taken his place. But I heard right. they redid the ending, so that's yeah. We'll have to wait and but, see if that... But still, uh, even with a bad rating, after them redoing stuff, I mean, it yeah. doesn't sound like So I didn't know that she's the goddaughter of Indiana Jones. That's her character. Yeah. She, she will not be a damsel in distress. She'll be fighting um, the fighting scenes. She's in a lot of fighting scenes, so... Um, I mean, yeah. was Charlotte just that crazy where they were like, hey, let's just completely take him out of the franchise? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean... He is, he's a little off his rocker lately, I guess. Yeah. I don't think really. Shy was universally liked in that movie, though. No, he wasn't, but I mean, he's still part of that franchise. You would think, being his son, he might have just do that a was, cameo. That was before his fall for grace, yeah. Yeah. Or, or actually, you know what? They screwed up because they should have had Short Round. Short Round should have been in the new film. I, I agree with you, Paul. I agree. Short Round, I mean, that's the thing. Do you think they could just be ribbing us and Short Round is going to be in the film and they're just keeping it under lock and key? I don't know. That would, right? be a, that would be a that, cool secret. That would be a cool Maybe. secret. So you never know. They could have just kept, kept See, that See, I don't mind them turning it over to Short Round because Short Round kind of uh, shared some adventures with him. It's like, hey, if he wants to become a... You know what I mean? He could very he could very well be in the film and they're just keeping under lock and key fall. It's very possible. I guess we will see. The thing yes. with Short Round, though, is he's in the same boat as, as uh, Shia LaBeouf's character. There's only one movie. Right. Yeah, I know, but the thing is, he he could have grown up and said, "Hey, I learned all this from you, and I, I'm going to go on some adventures and do a Disney Plus series with him." I mean, I'm not saying a big budget film, but I mean, he would be good on the Disney Plus, and if he does well there, then give him mm-hmm. a film. I'm not I'm not against that at all. Yeah, he's still acting. Yeah, so. continue with the legacy. Yeah. yeah. Well, some reviews are saying the finale is wildly silly and entertaining. All right, and Dial of Destiny is put. To an audacious use, which makes light of the whole question of defying aging, which, as you know, they're using de-aging technology, and the gravitational pull of time. Indiana Jones still has a certain old-school class. Okay. It sounds Um, good. Much better than the the other one. One review, however, Crystal Skull, right? Crystal Skull, well, they say it's yeah. better than Crystal Skull, but not by much. There's one, one, one <laughs> review. Oh, saying. no. I mean, Another, it wasn't terrible, but it was yeah. not good, yeah. you know? <laughs> Another review said, not only is Indiana Jones and Dial of Destiny a complete waste of time. Oh, snap. It, it's also a belab- belabored reminder that some relics are better left where and when they belong. Wow. that's not yeah, I think what they screwed up on is, that, like, right after um, – the, the third one, they should have just either ended it there or just did something right after that. They t- took too long to do the Crystal Skull and the new one, so it's like it's, they just took too long. They yeah. probably didn't have the budget or something or backing or whatever it was or for conflict uh, with the acting or whatever. Mm-hmm. And the comparison to the Crystal Skull, I do have this one. The good news is that it's not as poor as Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. <laughs> the bad news is that it's not much better. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, see, that's that, that's not that's not promising. That's no, it's not with faint praise. 
It's a, it sounds like a again a waste of time, unfortunately. Oh uh, well, did you hear about r- rumors about the Acolyte series? How bad that's going to be? Well, before we jump to that, let, let's let's. Uh, okay, well, okay. Well, when you want to talk to about that, we, we, we'll, we'll talk. I, mean, I heard I, get, I heard I stories some... about that. I was like, man, that's going to ruin the Star Wars. I don't know how, how many people have seen the Acolyte yet, but uh... no, it's not out yet. But I mean, I heard what it's supposed to be, and what it sounds like it's supposed to be, it's not for Star Wars fans. I yeah, well. Let's see. So the Cannes Film Festival also had a lot of great films. Um, of course, Martin Scorsese's Killers of the Flower Moon. That got a 95% on Rotten Tomatoes with the critics. Wow, that's pretty damn high. That's pretty good. Who's in that also, again? Yeah, it's Killers of the Flower Moon. That's no, Martin who's Scor- in it again? Uh, who's in it again? Yes, that is um, Leonardo DiCaprio's in it. Okay. Yeah, that's his big film. That makes sense now. Yeah, yeah that, of course, you know, they always... Those guys always work together and create some magic, don't they? Yeah. Um, there's also Wes Anderson's Asteroid City. Um, that um, it, 73% on Rotten Tomatoes. That one did really well. Is, as, is Bill Murray in that? Because I know Bill Murray seems to be in every Wes Anderson film. He is in, in every single one. Yeah. Is he in uh, Asteroid City? I believe he is. I would, I would think so. Yeah. Oh, Google it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, also in Killers of Flower Moon, Robert De Niro and Lily Gladstone. Right. So that film tells the story of a dark and unexplored chapter of American history connected with theater goers in the French Riviera. That particular film had a nine minute standing ovation. So that's the thing about the um, Cannes Film Festival. Yeah, res- the biggest the res- standing ovation wins. The, the, yeah, the reception, um, the longer the standing ovation, the it's kind of like, you know, cool. how how great the film was received, you know? Bill Murray was not, he's not uh, on IMDb in uh, the new Wes Anderson movie. Oh, he's oh, not? Wow. Okay. Thank you for checking that one out. We definitely like to say what we know what we're talking about, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, his last film on IMDb is uh, Ant-Man. The first Ant Man. No, um, Quantum Mania. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> okay, good to good to distinguish that one. That's for sure. Is that um, going to be Jonathan Major's last film? You think? Oh no, I don't think his career's no. over yet, man. That's. I think they're just going to lay low on him for a couple minutes. It, yeah, they're going to have to let the um let and all that. Ezra Miller didn't get fired after kidnapping somebody. I don't think uh Jonathan. <laughs> yeah, Major I guess you're right. Yeah. yeah. You know. All the st- standing ovations, that reminds me of the time when I went to see Dave Matthews' band for the first time. And I didn't know they were music. This is years ago. And yeah. then at the end, I, I'm telling you, this was like a 20-minute standing ovation. Wow. It was crazy. And this is whole Medicine Square Garden just standing oh, up crazy. and just cheering. And I was like, what? What? I, like, I mean, it was great, but just like overwhelming that was, that's a little unexpected for for a concert at 20 minutes he's good and he's not he, i just don't think he's that good i mean he's, <laughs> he is very good though he is good he's good um there's a big film uh with uh a can with natalie portman and julianne moore it's called uh, may december interesting two different months in one title may december well usually that, that means an older and younger uh that's a older younger uh, romance isn't it that's yeah, absolutely wow very good that you're absolutely right yeah it's a psychodrama and um this one actually got a six minute standing ovation oh it's not seven minutes no good yeah <laughs> <laughs> they lost 
So basically, yeah. So uh, Elizabeth. No, how does that work? Is there some dude out there with a stopwatch saying, uh, "Let's see who wins. Is who has the longest standing ovation?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's how it's measured. It's crazy, but yes, you are right. It's uh, the story of Elizabeth, um, and it's uh, played by uh, Natalie Portman, uh, who heads to Savannah to study the lives of um, Gracie Moore and uh, Gracie, played by Julianne Moore, and Joe played by uh, Charles Melton, who you might know from Riverdale. Okay. okay. Interesting. And then they had a scandalous cross-generational affair. So there's that age gap you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that sparked na- national controversy due to their age gap. Um, interesting. I, I have a friend, a colleague that a lot of us know that was very, very scandalous in that same vein. <laughs> I won't mention any names, but you know what I'm talking about, right, Son? Yeah, I think uh, I know who you're talking about. <laughs> All right. Uh, he's going to kill me. I'm not going to mention his name, though. Oh, man. <laughs> Another big film, Anatomy of the Fall. Sorry, Anatomy of a Fall. 100% on Rotten Tomatoes so far. What's that one about? I heard that title. Yes, yeah, it's a neon Um features now you know the neon they're known for parasite titan and oh, triangle okay. of sadness so they're they're in good company um so um yes yeah, so basically the film stars german actress sandra holler um a successful writer who was accused of murder when her husband dies after falling from the top of the couple's ski chalet in France. So she it's did a, it. So it's a, <laughs> it's a part family story, part whodunit, part courtroom drama, part meditation on the nature of truth and fiction. So there you go. That's a lot of words. That is a lot going on in that film, dude. All right. We also have Club Zero. This is a teen cult thriller from director Jessica Hausner. Now, this apparently this film actually made people leave because of the vomit scenes in the film. So, yeah, I think that's that's pretty crazy. <laughs> but wasn't there a film before about like some woman who was like eating people and they people left after that? And can was it Cannes or one of the film festivals? Yeah, that that's another. I believe that's another film. This one's about the art of conscious eating. Um, and it actually got five minutes standing ovation. It was a Mia Wasikowska. You might remember her from Alice in Wonderland and Jane Eyre. And she's a nutrition teacher at an elite prep Um, and apparently people were gasping and shocked. There was one disturbing scene when a student forced herself to vomit and begins to eat her own throw up as her parents watched. Yeah. So that, that part, had some people leaving that see years ago draws would have been good for that role oh god jesus because that's how he got his wrestling start i mean he he, he could puke on command it's like <laughs> so such an obscure reference that only me and wes would know <laughs> i'm sorry any movie where somebody's gonna throw up and eat it i'm like i'm tapping out, <laughs> I'm tapping out. <laughs> that's all i needed to hear to say no nah, it's not for me <laughs> Oh, man, I love Alicia Vikander. She got an eight-minute standing O for her film, Firebrand. Um, Also, Michelle Yeoh and Marion Cotillard are in it. 
and Michael Fassbender, who is Alicia's husband. Um, actually, no, Michael Fassbender is not in it. Uh, he was beaming in the front row. Uh, Her okay. co-star is Jude Law, who plays King Henry VIII. Now, Henry VIII had a very... Wait, wait, wait a second. Wasn't Henry VIII the real heavy one? That's right. Well, I, I guess he's <laughs> going to do some crazy uh, prosthetics, maybe. I don't know, but... So this is the interesting thing about Henry VIII. So Jude Law went completely method for this. He Apparently, he was a slob, right? So he actually had them create some kind of fragrance for him, which was smelled of blood, fecal matter, and sweat. Oh. To play Henry VIII. Oh. And then apparently, he, he read several accounts that you could smell Henry from three rooms away, his re- because he had, a, he had like one of these rotten legs, like the, it was rotting so badly that he he would try to mask it with rose oil, and um and he thought it would be very impactful if he smelled awful. So he went to a perfume specialist to create this revolting <laughs> smell. Can you imagine being the poor guy trying to create that smell? It's like it doesn't smell bad enough. Yeah. And that got an eight. Movies aren't scratch and sniff. (laughs) (laughs) That smell of it is from Futurama. That got an eight minutes standing O, baby. That seems like, you know, honestly, that seems like something Jared Leto would do. I could see Jared Leto just like, yeah, putting on a ton of weight and like smelling bad. (laughs) Well, he's, he took, I mean, you know, Shiloh would do it. Shiloh would have been good in that role too. Shiloh, well, Jared Leto did something very disgusting when he was cast as um, the Joker in Suicide Squad. He would yeah. send his cast members like dead animals. Well, they said Shiloh wouldn't bathe on Fury because he said he wanted to smell bad because he said that's what real life would have been back then. It was like, so they were in the close quarters with him. He would just stink. It's crazy. With, but <laughs> All right. Um, let's throw out a couple more movie things and we'll take a classic cut break. Uh, Venom 3 is in production. Um, it's going to shoot... True. Yeah, that's good news. It's in good hands. And it's now. not made by Disney, so it should be halfway decent. <laughs> oh, there you go. You got a lot of heat with Disney, don't you, Big Paul? Um, so this is going to be directed um, by, by cinematographer Fabian Wagner. Now, he actually actually uh, shot Game of Thrones, which he was nominated for an Emmy cool. uh, for the Battle of the Bastards episode. Uh, he's done uh, The Crown, Sherlock, Game of Thrones, prequel, House of the Dragon. So you know the film is yeah, in uh, very good hands. Um, Tom Hardy will be back um, as Venom. and uh, Do you know who the villain's going to be? Well, I, be like, I don't know how to say his name, but I'm pretty sure it's going to be uh, um, Bear, uh, Baron Mordo from um, Doctor Strange. Oh, T. Whittell before? I would butcher that if I said it, so I, I don't want to disrespect that. That's that very good. Yeah. Is he? Is he already? I mean, is he going to cross over as that character? No, he's not, oh, no. He's not. He's not going to cross over as the character. No, he, he was cast, and I just imagine he's going to be the bad guy because he's like the the king of being the villain. So. Okay. Yeah. I wonder. I wonder who they would use. They'd probably uh, Null, maybe K N U L, who mm-hmm. is. Who is uh, be pretty far out there? Yeah, but that's like I mean that's a big part of the Venom mythos at least recently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
I don't know. I, I, I really, off the top of my head, like, I, I don't know what Venom villains they could really go with to, to use him, but, you know, also kind of over those films, I've I seen yeah. the first well, there's, West, there's other symbiotes. West, do you still read you know? comics? Like, do you still read comics regularly? Not really. Um, okay. I don't think I've I've read a. Uh, uh, I think the last comic I read was Rebirth Green Arrow. Oh, okay. Oh, so that has been a while. Well, like the the recent, the most current Venom title, they have this. It's actually like I've never really liked Venom as a character. I will say that. But like the most recent Venom title has been actually really good. Right. And and like its main storyline is about like all of these Eddie Brocks from all of these different points of so it's like a multiverse. Yeah. Well, it's not exactly. Yeah, kind of maybe, Hi. but it's not not exactly. But like the main villain is uh, one of those Eddie Brocks, and it's like he's written really well. But cool. I don't know. It looks. I agree with you. Look, it it looks intriguing and. The, the, you know, crossed with the Spider-Man and multiverse. And mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm just curious where they're yeah. going to take it to. And, and they mentioned the the uh, the multiverse, the the animated one as well. So, like, one ties into the other. Oh, across so, the Spider-Verse, yeah. That yeah. one there, exactly. That, and so, that one's coming up soon, too. Yeah. I know. And, and I feel like that's just going to make it even more anticipated for 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 the hardcore fans and um i looked at it and it just th- there was this um mystery because you don't even like with the venom he's being the bad guy and yeah. he's like i'm gonna destroy you and so <laughs> i'm curious what's but gonna he, happen yeah. there you know yeah like is he gonna help is he gonna not He's always been an anti-hero of sorts, I guess. So. You know what I think would be a good movie? I think if they use Ben Riley, because I mean, you use the other Spider-Man, use Ben Riley <laughs> Spider-Man, and then <laughs> he can come in, take Venom the bad guy, and take Venom, and then Venom would be like, "Hey, we're actually a good guy. I'm actually a good guy." You know what I mean? I want to see the West. How would they, how would they explain Ben Riley's existence without Peter Parker, though? I mean, they, they still, they, I'm sure there's a way. I mean. Well, let's hear what Wes had, because Wes, you were shaking your head um, emphatically. I love Ben Riley, and Marvel has done a bang-up job of pissing me off every time they <laughs> bring him into the Comic-Con. Do you, do you really love Ben Riley? Really? I'm sorry, but that, that original like red and blue outfit with the hoodie, I was like, that's yeah. so cool. And then they did Sensational Spider-Man, and he had the blonde hair, and I was like, "That's also so cool." And then they were like, "Hey, we're gonna we're gonna screw that all up because fifty-year-old uh, fanboys are like, we don't like this because he's not Peter Parker." <laughs> well, I'm sure they felt. <laughs> that I'm just saying, he's not Peter Parker. He, he can be in the Venom universe. You will absolutely hate what they did with Ben Riley in the past like two years in Marvel. <laughs> I can tell you that yeah. if you haven't been following comics that close. Okay. What they well, like he became he became Spider-Man again for a little while, and then um, this, this convoluted convoluted story about how he had to give up all of like Peter Parker, like his memories, like because he's a clone of Peter Parker. Mm-hmm. How he had to give up all these like memories from um, from Peter Parker, and so he's now a villain again. He's Schism, right? What's that? He's Schism, right? 
Chasm, I think is what he's called. He, and he teamed up with um, Madeline Pryor, who is from the X, who's, who was a villain in like the X-Men. Okay. And, Black Queen or whatever. Yeah, the Goblin Queen. Because they're both clones. They're both clones okay. that hate, hate their well, originals. <laughs> so Zod, Zod, I got to ask you about the Clea character, because I'm reading here that Charlie Theron was asked about continuing because she was in the post credits uh, scene for Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. And she said she hasn't gotten a call yet to follow up with that. And we don't know when this Clea character is supposed to make an appearance in the MCU. What do you know about Clea? Apparently, it's a Sorcerer Supreme based on the timeline of the comic books and Doctor Strange's ex-wife. Yeah, Clea has been a character from like the 60s. And she was... She was somehow related. She's not not his daughter. I think she's like a um, niece or something of Dormammu. And uh, yes, right. so that's right. awkward. Ex-wife and then the niece of, of Dormammu, right? Yeah, and uh, yeah, like she's a she's an inter- like she she wasn't used a lot in in stories at least that I read for a long time. So I didn't really know that much about her except for, you know, that she existed and she was like, uh, Dr. Strange's, um, girlfriend slash wife. But then they recently did a story. Marvel recently had a thing where Dr. Strange died and she became the Sorcerer Supreme. And those stories were good. They were written by this guy named Jed McKay. He's like a really good writer. And, um, yeah, I mean, the whole deal, like, um, she's, uh, she was married to Stephen Strange and they, it was a, like a really tumultuous marriage and, uh, they were broke, they broke up, um, for reasons that totally escaped me right now, but they, they did, but, but now, um, they uh now dr strange is back in the comics too so they're like co-sorcerer supremes like teaming up together well what happened to wong wasn't he sorcerer supreme in the mcu i mean is he just not uh well i think he's supposed to still be the sorcerer supreme supreme um lost that um that role when he was flipped away Um, yeah Mm. okay all right, well, let's uh, throw out a couple more. we got to take this classic yep. cut break. We've been yapping for a long time. Mortal can, Kombat can, 2. Yes, Adam. Can I mention one yes. little thing that uh, I don't know if it's relevant or not, but I personally liked Venom from the 90s, if you were a 90s kid, playing oh, video yeah, games, pretty. actually. <laughs> so, oh, from uh, that Maximum yeah. Carnage video game? Yeah, he was pretty cool in that game. Like like his yeah. specials were like amazing and easy to use, I remember. Yeah. And he was the character I used the most. And so, like, I didn't really know the backstory from the comics, but from the video games. Video game, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know if any other people are like that at some point. I'm, I'm sure that this character became I never more played that more... game, but it sounds... It was hard. I, I kind of like... I mean, they could have done better with Carnage, I think, in the last movie, to be honest with you. I mean, uh, Woody Harrelson <laughs> did a bang-up job, but it's just... I do like Woody, but... Thing. Was he right for the role? I don't know. Right. <laughs> I mean, I think he would have been right for the role, but this this script was just weird. It was just kind of wonky. Yeah. All right. Let's try, try to drop up and finish the movie stuff before we come back for TV and wrestling. Mortal Kombat 2 um, in production in Australia. It will relocate to Gold Coast, Queensland. Uh, and it was uh, the first one was filmed in Adelaide, South Australia. 
Um, we don't know anything about um, the plot just yet. Um, we do hope the Johnny Cage character, they have to pay off that post credit scene. So hopefully they bring back. Um, I, I know The Miz wanted that that role. I, I don't know if he's kind of. Uh, Supposedly Carl, Carl Urban is uh, the number one actor that they're talking to. Carl Ooh, Urban. Really? That'd be cool. I like him. Yeah, for Johnny Cage. Really? Yeah. That would be an interesting one. I mean... Well, speaking of Carl Urban, they need to do another Judge Dredd, because he did a great job on that. I yeah, I get a really good actor. That is a way underrated movie. That Judge, Judge Dredd? Get a sequel, no matter how much we all like it. Yeah. Yeah. The first one did really well. 84.4 million worldwide. But so, like, so, how, so how are we going from Australia to uh, supposedly... Isn't he going to L.A.? It's like... Well, they're shooting Mortal Kombat in yeah. Australia. I know, there but... Are, there are things called airplanes, too. <laughs> <laughs> Australia, LA, like, a little bit just... Yeah. That threw me off. I didn't realize that it was shooting there. <laughs> like, can you believe... Maybe, like, maybe there's, like, a steamship or something. <laughs> a steamship. You never know. <laughs> or I guess they it's ride a CGI. They so across the... the then it doesn't matter, really. <laughs> it's got a rocket uh, pack. Kiefer Sutherland, Sutherland has joined Clint Eastwood's upcoming. Can you believe it? 92. First of all, Clint Eastwood is still directing movies. It's crazy. Um, yeah. He, well, he's, I heard the cool thing is with him, he's, he does like one take. He doesn't do like multiple takes. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. He's 92 years old. You know, he's got to make that. Uh, <laughs> he's got to make the early bird special at the IHOP. Right? <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's Chachi's jokes. I give credit to Chachi. That was his joke. Sorry. <laughs> but um, Nicholas Holt's in it. Um, Tony Collette, Zoe Deutsch is in it. Um, Zoe Deutsch is the, the daughter of Leah Thompson. Mm-hmm. And um, again, the plot's really interesting. So it's Nicholas Holt is serving as a juror in a high profile murder trial. And then he just realized that maybe he could be the killer and that they have the wrong person. Oh, damn. Yeah. He didn't realize that he could be the killer, so yeah. it sort of goes, like, goes yeah. into a fugue state. Like, oh, shoot, block. that was me all along. Yeah. <laughs> He's got the moral Spoiler dilemma. alert. One, well, yeah, I know, it's, they're giving that away. It's interesting, but one could use to sway the jury to convict or free the wrong killer, and basically, yeah. Um, that's interesting. I'm very curious to, uh, which way they're going with that one. Um, and... Um, Interesting enough, now, Joaquin Phoenix, he's quite the method actor, as you know, as well. He's going to be... Now, he played a very interesting character in the Bo is Afraid film, where they used some makeup to make him look uh, a lot older. Now yeah. he's doing a gay romance film, NC-17. So you know, so you know there's going to be some... Yeah, very- I don't think... I think I'm going to turn tune that one out, by chance. <laughs> <laughs> Many signs of Joaquin. It, it, I mean, apparently it's a Joaquin Phoenix's, um, that, that's his MO is to do just crazy roles, you know, like the Joker. Joker. You you were in the Joker, weren't you, Anna? Yes, it was. Crazy uh, bus scene. and Train uh, scene. Train scene, thank you. <laughs> it was a, it was a No, it really was crazy because I actually got like almost something going on where I get grabbed by one of the detectives and there's like, like I... Are you the one like it, it was it was scary, actually. And, and the director actually told didn't tell anyone this is actually going to happen. So uh, oh. everyone's reaction was real. Oh, oh man. 
Wow. Yeah. So did you know that you were going to get grabbed at all? Nope. They oh, they wow. told us that they will come up and maybe ask to remove the mask to see if we were that person that they were looking for. No. But here they just come up and just grab you. I'm like, what? Another girl, uh, her her nail um, got broken because they grabbed oh, her that hard. Mm -hmm. Wow. Because there, there were stunt players uh, thrown around the car, but they didn't yeah. say who the stunt players were. So they just kind of went in and just went through it. Wow. Yep. Next take, of course, it was like, okay, don't touch the people. You know, <laughs> this one is okay. This one's okay. Everybody else be nice. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's talk, talk about crossing the line, right? Yep. That certainly so. No, that, wow. that definitely gets a natural re response, though. So you can see why they would certain direct. That sounds like something like Stanley well, Rick used to do stuff like yeah. that. I, I, well, I, I kind of think um, sorry, something sorry, like that happened to Wonder Woman, too. Yeah, like uh, it's to the point where you mumble like, like I, yeah. I didn't do it. Like, don't touch me, please. Like, like, like that wow. serious, you know? Mm -hmm. Wow. And and I'm like uh, I'm speaking in the movie, and they're like, "Well, you volunteered the line," and I'm like, "Well, oh, wait, the guy scared wait, wait, wait. the shit out of me, you know." It was did your line actually show up in the movie? You might have a case if your line showed up in the movie. Oh, oh no, no, I tried, I tried. You try to get the upgrade. What What happened was at the end of the day, they just reshot it. Oh, because so because it, it no no it wasn't dailies. What they did was this was the last take and shot of the day for that particular day mm -hmm. and so the next day because i guess people complained and you know it was too rough mm -hmm. and blah 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 the next day they shot the same thing but now they oh, were nicer snap. and and i you know talked to the union and everybody and they're like yeah da, da, da. you know how our union sucks yeah. so they didn't do anything that's why you might have to exercise your right to vote people and vote yes yeah. for the upcoming and strike authorization yeah at least when uh, with the john wick original when i talked to them when something similar happened like that mm -hmm. at least they they gave me some money you know they, they were like okay. okay here you go for basically See, the sad thing is, i was asked to do that and i was like what is john wick that sounds like a stupid movie and i, I didn't do it and i was like boy that sucks because <laughs> i probably would have done some stunts on it like Damn, man. Because both directors were the directors, but they were also the stunt yeah. coordinators. They were stunt coordinators, too, yes. Yep, yeah. and that's what I'm saying. I was actually in the scene where they coordinated everything at half speed with the, the stuntees, and I was part of that, you know, half speed rehearsal. Oh, and then cool. we did the scene mm. and being thrown against the wall, falling down. But no, that's not a stunt, unfortunately, mm. apparently, because I'm just not a stunt. I think they said... Oh, please don't throw her too hard against the wall because she's not a stunt person. Yeah. If you get thrown against the wall, it should be considered a stunt. And yeah. fall down. And fall down. Yeah, definitely be considered a stunt. I mean, I would have fought on your video. If I was and a coordinator, it, I would have been like, hey, yeah, she did a stunt. So. No, no, no. And and on mats and everything, and they're directors and stunt coordinators. Yeah, as I said, like, I, I would have given you, you, you should have been like, if I was a stunt coordinator on that film, you would have definitely got stunt. Because if you got thrown on the mat and you got touched and thrown around like that, yes, you would. that is a stunt. And not forget the extra money. Like I said, <laughs> yep. they only ended up giving me like five or six hundred dollars extra on top of everything. But well, there it you should go. have been no no, but they should, should have been, 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 been like thirty two hundred. Exactly. It, it should yeah. have been an upgrade. I fought, I tried. They called okay. me, they explained, and I'm like 
I get it, but you see the dailies. Like, what is the problem? I mean, they are stunt coordinators. Well, you're not a stunt person. You know, it doesn't matter if you're a stunt person. If, if you get thrown to the ground, that is a stunt. You should have got right. stumped. Again, there. the bullshit. So I'm, I'm sorry. I, I, I don't try to be angry, but some things. It's okay. Be angry. <laughs> Let it I mean, there's stunt coordinators I've worked with that I'm more qualified than, than them. I mean, yeah. it's like they, they do stuff that they can't, like, there's stuff they cannot do. And they try to do it, and it looks bad. And I, I'm like, hey, I'm not working as a stunt person today, so it's like I just had to let it go. Mm -hmm. Oh, and by the way, I, I forgot to say that while all this is happening, there's also bullets flying back and forth. Just FYI. rubber bullets are real. Uh, blanks, I guess. Not okay. Yeah. All right. Ugh, talk about unsafe set. But let me let me throw yeah. out one more thing, and we we should Sorry. definitely take a classic cut break because we been yapping for a long time and bathroom breaks and drink breaks and smoke breaks and all that stuff and <laughs> you snort cocaine snorts coke <laughs> i'm just joking that's when charlie sheen's on the show yeah all right let's, break. Let's, let's throw out a star wars thing this is pretty awesome well, but i don't know how they're gonna make it work but natalie portman said that no one's ever asked me to return but i'm open to it um yeah, when asked about returning to the franchise, um, Star Wars, as you know, her character of Padme um, sadly um, died in labor after giving birth to Luke and Leia. And of course, I, mean, did you know, she, did, I was thinking, did they ever show her body die? Maybe she didn't die. Maybe she, yeah, just she had the funeral. She had the funeral and everything. Yeah, she had body doubles. Right, she had, uh, like, she had all those body doubles, so she could have yeah. just been like, hey, things are going bad. I, I want to be out of this thing, and I'm just going to. Whoa, are you saying that in Revenge of the Sith, in that funeral scene, that could have been one of her handmaidens, like yeah. faking? No, it? I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying. Well, I'm thinking that's that. That I'm thinking that I'm thinking that could have been a case. Hold on, Wes. Uh, like I don't. I think that would make no sense considering what happened afterwards. Like it would make no sense for her to to fake her death and then not raise her kids. But uh, in the comics, no, but she was running away from a abusive husband, so it's like. Want, let's let let Wes finish, please, Paul. I, th I think <laughs> in a, uh, the in the comics recently there was a whole thing with Vader, where he goes back to Naboo and uh, her personal bodyguard dude, I can't remember his name, um, but him and a couple of the the other people from the Naboo guard, including one of uh, Padme's um, body doubles. Uh, th th that's a huge arc right now in the comics to where oh, like, wow. yeah. So, I mean, they, they could bring one of them back because they're supposed to look identical. So. Interesting. Now, should we also take into account that Natalie has aged a little bit? I mean, she still looks amazing, but she has I mean, aged. Everybody ages. So, I mean, like if you don't, if you don't base it as like right after revenge of the Sith that you put it in like before the end of episode uh six okay so Still she is she's years. portraying her look-alike handmaiden more or less i mean it, it it screws with vader in the comics like when he sees her he immediately calls her padman okay he, he doesn't know that this is not her and it, it i haven't read the comics i've seen like like okay. ages and stuff but like it's it sounds interesting if they were going to go that route i i would be willing to okay to or conversely, she could play one of the handmaiden characters that just looks a lot like Queen Amidala. Yeah. One or the other. Right. Yeah. She, since she aged a little bit, you know. Yeah. So it, she won't be identical exactly. Yeah. Okay. That, my tribute, by the way, I don't know if you noticed. Yes. Oh, that's 
Somebody do the chewy. (laughs) 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 I love it. We used to make fun of uh, this chick that um, apparently um, I had a party back in the day, right? And uh, she apparently uh, said uh, to avoid having a guy hit on her and try to hook up with her, he said that she hasn't shaved or waxed and then she's a little chewy down there. So, oh. <laughs> so she got the nickname Chewy, so we called her Chewy for a bit. So oh. that was good. <laughs> TMI. <laughs> but um, nice. I'll leave it with this because this is Star Wars. Can you believe that the Galactic Star Cruiser Hotel is done? Shut down after two years. See, maybe if they based off the first three movies, it would have been good instead of that. I don't think it had to do with that, that recently. Paul, it had to do with four people. A family of four had to pay six thousand dollars per visit. Yeah, you know, and it's yeah, tough for that person. Is, yeah. You're not going to go by yourself. If you go as a couple, okay, that's going to be you know close to. No, you know, I, I could see uh, I could see some huge Star Wars nerd going by himself and spending six thousand dollars. No, that that was the only people that were going were the biggest Star Wars fans, right? And people, the average right. consumer can't afford that. Yeah, and, and not only that, like if you do want to do that, you would want to do it at the first three movies, not the new crap that nobody cares about. <laughs> I know nobody two, cares about the race saga. Nobody. I know two people that went and did it, and yes. they said it was a blast. I don't yeah. think I don't think it being related to one movie or the other had anything yes. to do with it. It was just the price it's point. Too expensive. It's yeah. yeah. Could, could they adjust it and and bring down the amenities not and now. make it cheaper, but not now. Well, it's uh, I mean, it's it 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 was also there was probably a huge huge cost for doing it because they had to like pretty much um, actors personalize the experience for each guest um, and things like that. I yeah, yeah, but you could be like one of like I think four or five things. You could be Imperial. You could be Resistance. the two friends that I went on, uh, that I talked to that went on it, like they said there was a lot of variety that you could do, but it's a, it's almost like a 24 hour thing. It's not a vacation. You're going to an interactive experience. And like the, well, yeah. the people that were like your tour masters or whatever, when they would see people getting more into it, they would give you more responsibilities. So this is an interesting, okay. what I read that some, one of the biggest um, negatives about the the experience it's basically like being in jail because they're basically spending their time staring at their phone in order to participate in the role-playing game. The hotel is surprisingly small with few themed spaces to explore. The garden, the climate simulator, the uh, which is supposed to help with the claustrophobia aspect is very small. It's very tiny. It's very cramped. And apparently the pandemic uh, made the concept a tougher sell as well. Mm-hmm. And, you but know, the hotels though, don't have windows. It was, it was such a cool idea. I wanted to do it. I, like, uh, that was going to be, I like, I was going to go there for my next milestone birthday. And, right. <laughs> and that's, uh, yeah. You have, to, you have to change those plans or still go to Disney. Just enjoy some different aspects of it. Yeah. Right? I mean, the, the idea is definitely very appealing, especially if you're a fan. But yeah. it sounds like a boot camp rather than like, mm-hmm. like an enjoyable experience. Yeah. Okay. When, when you put it like that, I could imagine it being more of a tough sell for my wife. <laughs> and um, yeah. The, 
Yeah, but that's, a, I mean, but I love, I mean, if it's like an escape room or like we did this uh, interactive Alice in Wonderland thing last year, which it doesn't I, cost $6,000, though. No, <laughs> no, 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 it does not. And yeah. honestly, the Alice in Wonderland thing was kind of lame, but it was. Um, if there's still a chance to see the, the Galactic Star Cruiser before it closes and you want to do that for your uh, milestone. I wouldn't be opposed if it's still. I don't know well, how much. Isn't it, isn't it closing this September? I think yes. it's closing sometime this year, right? Yeah, yeah, okay. it's, yeah. The I don't think it's in the cards. It's not in the <laughs> cards. Okay. And uh, uh, Darth Paul, you had since you're the Sith Lord, you had you had a comment. Yeah, I was thinking like I mean, Universal could do a Mario like theme thing because I mean they had that Mario Land coming. Yeah, I mean you could still do a Mario Hotel. That would be kind of weird, but. I don't know. Like yeah. Mario, Mario, I don't think has the same kind of like rabid fan base that Star Wars does, though. No well, matter, no matter how many boxes. people went to see that movie. Movie, right? It, Plus, it, the vibe is going to be different too. I mean, Mario, yeah, you're right. Not Star Wars with you know, see, <laughs> I don't know, troopers and you know, Darth yeah. and stuff. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> All it wouldn't right, be as scary. We got to take a classic cut break. We appreciate everybody hanging out late. Uh, we hope that doesn't impact uh, you guys to, to stick around. We did start a little later. Um, but um, let's go ahead and take a classic cut break, right? Why not? So, um, I, you know, I had a, trouble thinking of, of a, a good song that would be a good tie-in for this week. So because of that, I wanted to dedicate this song to uh, BTB's own Tiffany Marie Ford. Um, she's a great cosplayer and a great dear friend who just had a baby shower for upcoming baby. And at her uh, baby shower, she wanted people to sing karaoke, but all the songs had to have baby in the title. So I'm like, Oh my God, what the heck am I going to sing? I'm not going to sing baby one more time at Britney Spears. I'm not going to do baby got back. Cause I'm not a good rapper. <laughs> so I ended up singing this song, which actually got some decent feedback when I did sing it. Um, this is a great song, um, originally written by Peter Frampton. It was uh, redone by a group called Big Mountain. Oh. So uh, this song is called uh, Baby, I Love Your Way. <laughs> Baby, I love your way. Yeah. It's a great which, song. Which version are you going to play? It's, I'm going to play the, the Big Mountain version. Cause that's a song. Uh, that, that's man, the version. That's a mistake. Play no, because well, that's the version. And- that's the version I did, Zod. <laughs> that's the more contemporary <laughs> version. Oh, and the following... one that goes every day. <laughs> that one? God. <laughs> and then following that, um, we're continuing the um, Creative Coalition interviews from DC. Yvette Nicole Brown from Community. She's also a fixture on The Talking Dead, the after show of The Walking Dead. She's a great actress. Um, got to talk awesome with her. In Community. Yeah. Yeah. I hope she was a great interview. So we talked about whether we can see her in The Walking Dead uh, spinoffs coming up. So uh, listen to that, and we'll be right back on BTV. Yvette Nicole Brown, good to have you here at the Creative Coalition, an amazing organization. 
uh, the right to bear arts gala tonight. Now, I, I, I know you're a huge Walking Dead fan because I watched The Walking Dead and Talking Dead. I was always curious, why the heck? Weren't you ever a character on either The Walking Dead or, or uh, Fear the Walking Dead? I actually did a voice in the in this pent ultimate episode of The Walking Dead, so I am in the canon as a voiceover actor. Okay. But they shot in uh, in Atlanta in the summertime, and I'm a I'm a caregiver, so I couldn't leave my dad to go down to Atlanta. So that's the main reason. So yeah. But the offer was on the table. I mean, listen, they let me do a voice at the end. I think if I wanted to do something, they would have let me. Yeah. Now, of course, with these spinoffs, we have three spinoffs. Uh, which of the three would you like to work on the most between the Rick and Michonne show, the... Yeah, you know, this is the thing. I love all of them for different reasons. Like, I love that Norman Reedus is over in Paris. That would have been fun. That has to be where you would rather stay shooting. Is it New York City for Dead City? Is it Paris for... It's, it's a, week, a week away. I'd take that Paris. Right? Absolutely. Let's talk about some of your current projects, if you could. What, what are we promoting lately? Um, I have a great show called Act Your Age with Kim Whitley and Tisha Campbell. It's on the Balance Network. It's like the Black Golden Girls, the Golden Brown Girls is what B. Goldberg calls it. I'd love for everybody to tune in on June 3rd for that. I also have an animated show on Apple TV Plus called Frog and Toad, which starts which starts tonight. starts streaming tonight. All the episodes drop, so I'd love people to watch that as well. Yeah, Act Your Age. A lot of people tell me to act my age sometimes, so maybe, I, maybe that show will resonate with me. Don't ever do it. Don't ever do it. <laughs> you know, this is awesome. Thank you so much for talking. Click on this. We're here with Lindsay Gothman, producer extraordinaire. Uh, how does it feel to be here at the Creative Coalition event tonight? Oh, I love supporting the arts and the Creative Coalition and, you know, um, meeting with so many lawmakers in D.C. It's wonderful. Yes. Of course, you're uh, the producer of so many great projects. Let's just go through that laundry list, if you will. Oh God. <laughs> um, the, the good doctor. The good doctor, the company you keep, yes. um, which are actually both based on Korean formats. Yeah. It seems to be the trend lately, you know, uh, but even though K-dramas K and uh, Korean-based uh, shows have gotten popular, it, uh, but it seems to be interesting how they are adapted. It's yeah. definitely true. K-dramas are huge right now. I think with the success of Squid Game and Parasite, yes. um, you know, <laughs> we're all just now getting to the party. So, and I, I don't know if you watch K-dramas, but they're just... I have seen a few, yeah. They're so entertaining and addictive and and awesome. So I'm privileged to, to get to, you know, be a small part of bringing them over to the U.S. And congrats on the success of The Good Doctor. Uh, going for several seasons already. What what do you uh, attribute to the success of The Good Doctor? I mean, so, so grateful for the success of The Good Doctor. I think, you know, it's an amazing writers and actors. I mean, Freddie Highmore, um, you know, an amazing crew. Like, it it really takes a village to do these shows. Yeah. yeah. Fantastic lead actor you have as The Good Doctor. He is a phenomenal, phenomenal actor. Yeah, no, Fred, Freddie Highmore, I mean, he's he's unbelievable, and he's just the loveliest, kindest person as well. So that's always great. Best of luck and uh, with your projects, and uh, have fun tonight, most importantly. Thank you so much. Lovely to meet you. Lovely to meet you too, Lindsay. All right. Baby, I love your way. Such a great, great cover, man. I, I, feel, I feel that might be one of the few covers that actually – exceeded the original i'm sorry i'm sorry uh, you might think the peter frampton version's better but i don't know i really like the big mountain version of uh baby i love your way well there's lots of, of covers that are better than the originals though yeah. 
There have been some. You know, one that's definitely not better is 311's cover of Love Song. Definitely not <laughs> better than The Cure. Um, but there's been some cases of where the the covers have been. Or or that that whatever that new metal band was that that um did Blue October that did Blue Monday. Or Blue Monday. By yeah. Not what not better or better. Final song that they redid. Alien and <laughs> that was not bad. I yes. like that. I liked that cover, but that, it, that cover was okay actually. Yeah. 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 So, in all cases, that was uh, yes, baby, I love your way, and of course. Um, I talked to Yvette Nicole Brown, and at the end of the program, we'll be hearing from Catherine McNamara. So, man, we got we got some great interviews um, from that Creative Coalition event. And then next week, the final interview from that Creative Coalition event, Zod, you're going to love this one, Grace Carolyn Curry, Mary Whoa. from Shazam, Fury of the Gods. Yeah, I'm OMG. I'm did you see my photo op with the... Uh, I did, I did. I am <sighs> jelly as hell. Jelly so smoking. smoking hot. She's so smoking hot. <laughs> She's such a sweet girl, too. Mm-hmm. Anyways, uh, <laughs> but we do have to say goodbye to Mike the General Zod. He, um, see ya. We appreciate you uh, joining us on BTV. I know you're, you're, you're going to be distraught not talking about Night of Champions and doing our picks with us, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. You'll have to you'll have to get my wrestling wisdom what it is, what it is next time. But okay, <laughs> it has been an absolute pleasure, gentlemen and ladies, and yes. and I am so sorry that I have to leave early, but unfortunately, real life beckons sometimes. So yeah. one more thing before you go, Zod, did you see the Secret Invasion trailer? Is there like a new one that there's came a new out? one that just dropped? Um, okay, then I have not seen it yet. Okay, uh, it's yeah. amazing. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's really, really, really good. Okay, really well good. that's good to know. I'm really, I, I gotta check that out as soon as I can. Yeah. Then. You'll be like, I want to see it now. Like, that's <laughs> well, the feeling. Check it that out, Zod. We'll talk about it, but check it out. We appreciate you hanging out. All right, thanks a lot, guys. Right. Lovely to. May the force be with you. that was mike the general zod guys yeah that's right so kobe smolder is teasing what fans can expect from secret invasion and she basically said it's hard to know who you trust now there's a major major discovery of the skrulls maria hill has been trying to get nick fury back to earth to help with a multitude of problems but when the scrolls become public knowledge it finally gets his attention and of course yeah she played marie hill for 10 years and then we found out from that captain marvel movie that um her character was a scroll right yeah that was so, a post credit scene if i remember correctly yeah i'm sorry oh no it actually was uh, far from home I stand corrected. It was not. Yeah, no, you're right. But it was a post-credit scene, if I remember correctly. Yes, post-credit scene in Spider-Man: Far From Home is where. Yeah, she... but it wasn't one. Yeah, but it wasn't what's his name at Scroll Two. Yeah. They were both. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Fury, Fury and uh, yeah, were both scrolls. I was so intrigued. I loved it to see all the familiar faces. Yes. And you just like you could see it's going to be a great movie. Like, with well, it's going to be a series. Books. It's yeah. going to be a series, by the way. Well, oh, I mean, cool. the whole thing just like looks amazing. Yeah, I'm sure they will re- revisit the characters in a in a movie, but yeah, this will be, I believe, only a six episode series on Disney Plus. Yeah, I think so. 
and right. uh, follows Nick Fury, who works uh, to uncover a conspiracy to instill shape-shifting scroll double agents into positions of power around the world, and it drops on June 21st. And also our cast, too, which mm-hmm. is amazing. I love the Mother of Dragons, as you know, Daenerys Targaryen, Amelia Clark, love her. So I'm sure she'll... she wasn't that good in Terminator. I didn't like her as a. that's a very good movie. Yeah, it wasn't a movie, but she's a great character in anything she does. I think it's just the. But that was a movie, a Terminator movie, wasn't she? No, I said it wasn't a good movie. <laughs> it wasn't a good movie, but that wasn't her fault though. Yeah, it wasn't a. Movie. You always going to defend her. Mm-hmm. So Willow is coming off of Disney Plus. Yay! You're happy about that because I never got a chance to watch it. Like, I heard it was god awful. It was so. It was god awful. But I do like Warwick Davis, you know. I, you know, I, it wasn't about Warwick Davis. It was about all the other characters that nobody cared about. about. Car- do, you, <laughs> do you know why the original succeeded? Because of Val Kilmer, not yep. anybody else. Yeah. And without Val Kilmer in the in the the uh, the show, it was never going to be successful. None of those characters were likable. Every single one of them was annoying grating and like they did the, the, the last jedi shit with um willow where they made him like oh i can't do it and it's like nobody wants to see this if you're gonna bring back characters do what you did mm-hmm. in afterlife where everybody's excited right it's not yeah. it's not gloom and droom it's uh that that's completely justifiable how many episodes you give before you gave up i watched all of them because i'm a sadist okay <laughs> you, you gave it a shot you watched all of it and yeah terrible <laughs> what about rings of power did you watch that crap too i uh, see i'm not a huge token head so i didn't mind oh, okay i liked but, it i like I have a buddy like token head and he was like this is garbage and i was like That's yeah i kind of thought the same way so the, however the, the good thing is i heard they're doing the movies again so the movies are just going to ever shadow rings of power no matter how well they try to make it the next wow. season but I'll tell you this, John Kazan, the creator of Willow, broke down a silence about the show's removal on Disney Plus. He said he's into it. He's kind of into it. Who says that about their their own series on Disney Plus getting pulled? Now the he reason probably why knows how much it <laughs> he said, I grew up at a time when Disney movies were pre- periodically re-released and not available to own, and it made them more special. I think that's complete <laughs> just justifying yeah. and spinning his, you know, the whole thing about it. Um, yeah. I'm happy so you, he's happy. <laughs> you only have until May 26th to watch it if you do want to watch oh, it. Oh, no. And maybe I will. Days. Maybe I will before it drops off. Please don't. Yeah, so that's Disney+. Plus. Um, over on Netflix, um, The Mother with Jennifer Lopez dominated. You know what they should have done with Warren Davis? I just not, they should have done an Ewok series. That's what we need. I don't know. I did not thought about that. You think so? They I think so. Mm-hmm. All right, let's move on to Netflix, guys. Uh, the Mother, uh, starring Jennifer Lopez, Lopez, dominated the weekend, outperformed Glass Onion and Murder Mystery 2, um, and it, it, 2.8 million um, viewers for its thir- first three days to stream, and um, Netflix original movie sensation in that week. So there you go. Um, I don't really have much on Netflix, but I do have a little bit on HBO. So they actually screened um hbo's new series the idol uh at the Cannes film festival and that stars the weekend in his debut acting role and lily rose depp the daughter of johnny depp 
and apparently it's very controversial and very polarizing, but she plays a, a, a pop star and um, basically a Britney Spears like rags to riches pop star. Mm-hmm. Um, so does she become crazy then like Britney Spears has in real life or? Sort of. So apparently a former lover posted an explicit photo of her online, damaged her reputation. So she gets seduced by a guy named Tedros, played by The Weeknd, a leader of a Nexium-like cult. Holy smokes. And it's created by the Euphoria um, creator, um, Levinson. Um, and uh, apparently um, there's a lot of depictions of sex and debauchery, um, which a lot, a lot of the, a lot of the content at the Cannes Film Festival has a lot of that in it. But right. apparently mixed reviews, you know, on uh, this particular, um, you know, p- you know, Apparently, one reviewer said, um, "Where is it? I lost it." Anyways, um, I don't know. So apparently, it wasn't it wasn't really well reviewed. Um, but you know, it was only two episodes. I mean, that the series mm-hmm. does have potential um, to get um, better, I guess. Well, um, see, do you think the weekend can act? Do you think that's the issue? Because I mean, it's weekend, like a lot of times they put, put people into act. So when I saw Lizzo in Mandalorian, I was like, my God, this is going to be horrible. And it was horrible. Yeah. So I'm curious to see how Weekend does in his acting role. And apparently there's a lot of like explicit sex scenes in the film. Um, so you're going to see a lot of that. So if you were going to use a musician for sex scenes, you should have used Tommy Lee. Because I mean, at least, you know. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> He's, he's a little too old now. He's a little too old for Lily Rose Depp. You know, Johnny Depp would kill Tommy Lee. <laughs> the weekend works a little better, I think. Yeah, I guess you're right. <laughs> Only for that reason, probably. Yeah. The rest, I get it. Yeah. But yeah, so apparently Lily Rose is going to be naked in, in this uh, series, so you get to see a lot of her. Um, How old is she? I think she's like 21. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What to verify that? One. I don't know. Someone can look up Lily Rose. Yeah, she might not be allowed to be shown in this country if she's younger than that. So, well, yeah, and I mean, uh, I think eighteen, but you know, rarely does that happen well, at that can, age. You can always use body doubles too. True. Secondly, True. So. That's, that's a bit. I'm curious story. what Johnny Depp thinks because Johnny Depp had that standing O for his uh, uh, his film that we talked about last week. That was at Cannes. Oh wow, she's 23 years old. She's older than I thought, mm-hmm. actually. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. Yeah, you know, there are some actresses who do naked scenes, whatever, but they actually use body doubles, so it's never their body. So, but you're okay with yours in vinyl, right? Yes, I am. (laughs) Vinyl on HBO, the ravishing Russian. (laughs) I'm sorry, I'm making you blush. I'm sorry. (laughs) As as I as I uh, queue up my HBO. <laughs> HBO, please sponsor us, right? I know, right? Uh, Wait, right. HBO is not HBO anymore. Now it's Max. So that's right. That's it is fair. Max, and that's a great segue because Max is uh, going to make some changes, as you know. I believe this week, in fact, on May the twenty third, la- uh, launches the brand new Max um, streaming app, and it's going to have both HBO and Discovery Plus. And uh, if you already have HBO Max, it's going to naturally uh, convert over to, um, 
regular Max or whatever from remove the HBO or whatever. I'm not sure why they decided to do that, but um, but now Max has three different tiers, so you can get the Max Ad Light, um, which um, will have only two streams allowed. So if you have more than one, you know you'll get knocked off or whatever. Um, and 1080p uh, uh, resolution, then you can do the 1599 tier. Um, you can also do offline downloads, which is great when you have to catch a flight, oh, you know. Okay. Uh, but then you can also get the ultimate ad free, and that's twenty dollars a month in 4K ultra high def resolution, and you can do a hundred downloads. That's pretty crazy. But the lowest tier one is going to have ads, so that's kind of a uh, annoying. Um, the yeah. CNS on HBO or Max, yeah, that's kind of a downer. yeah. So. I'm curious which one I'm signing because I think there was only one tier. So I'm wondering which one will mine convert to when one converts over to Mac. So that's a very interesting, uh, interesting, interesting question. I'm not sure about, um, but yeah, I, I, I'm guessing it's the lowest tier, but I don't know. Curious to see what happens there. And then Paramount, they're, they're doing their new app because they now they're going to get all the Showtime content. So that's going to be 11.99 a month, starting on June 27th, and then the Showtime standalone app will end at the end of 2023. And I, and I do have to admit, Paramount does compensate their actors really well, and they treat people really well on set. So I know you've worked very, very highly mm-hmm. on them, didn't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I, so the Paramount Plus app will now con- will have the Showtime's content. Have Showtime content, yeah. <laughs> So if you already have Paramount, you'll that sounds good. Yeah. So the new app will be available for eleven ninety nine a month, up from its previous nine ninety nine a month. We'll still offer its essential tier, which will so they do have a tier that excludes Showtime. Okay. No, because I know I paid for for the year, so I'm curious what that will be. This the lowest one is five ninety nine, which excludes Showtime. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I which one I have, but I only have it for Trek. Trek has gotten really good on that since they switched to writers or showrunners. I still Strange New Worlds is amazing. It is. Oh, you I watched that, Paul? Yeah. And also, I mean, the last season of Picard was a lot better than the earlier seasons. Yeah. Wow. I mean, it's not really that hard to go up from where it was. So. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We're almost to the TV stuff, and then we'll go on the wrestling. Um, over on Apple TV, the last thing he told me is the name of the show um, was the most watched limited series ever on Apple since it launched in 2019. I'm not even familiar with this particular I've never series. Never heard of that show. I never heard of it either. Yeah, so it's produced yeah. by Reese Witherspoon, stars Jennifer Garner as Hannah, who finds herself tasked to protect her stepdaughter Angie Rice and her husband Jamie Lannister from Game of Thrones, Nikolai Coster-Waldo. Uh, mysteriously disappears based on a novel of the same name. Okay, so might have to check that one out. Um, let's see. Um, if you're a reality TV fan, if you're an American Idol fan, they have a new winner as Ian e. Tongi named the winner of the competition, beat out Megan Danielle and Colin Stroh, who placed second and third place respectively. They had a hell of a finale i tuned in the finale only because that's when they bring out the big stars yeah uh, i'm surprised that show is still on to be honest with you i think i think it kind of ran its course 
Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, uh, Katy Perry, uh, Katy Perry performed. Uh, Lionel Richie performed. Little John, Pitbull, um, and the Bass uh, performed as Little John because that would be great. TLC performed. <laughs> <laughs> TLC performed. Did the No Scrubs with one of the other contestants and um, Ellie Golding performed, and even the OGs, uh, Ruben Studdard and Clay Aiken oh, took cool. stage as well. Yeah, so that was really cool. Um, and apparently, uh, Miley Cyrus will not be on tour. She said that. Um, she does not. Sh- uh, she does. She said she's not sure if she can see herself doing tours anymore, at least not in the foreseeable future. And she has um, an album, "Endless Summer Vacation." Um, so it's ironic that she would not have a tour to support that album, which is crazy. Um, the Foo Fighters just announced that Josh Freeze will be their new drummer. That's um, all yeah. yeah. For those of you the Foo Fighters fans, of course you know that. Sadly, Taylor Hawkins uh, passed away in March of 2022. Um, but, you know, they have um, some big shows coming up. In fact, the new Atlantis uh, music venue in D.C. will be hosting uh, Foo Fighters. And it's a small venue for those lucky enough to get tickets to that. I'm very jealous because <laughs> you get to see the Foo Fighters in a very but small small. Isn't Dave Grohl from D.C. or is he from Virginia? He is. In fact, he that actually... If I if I've heard correctly, he is the co-owner of Anthem at the DC Wharf. I see. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you mentioned Jeremy Renner earlier. He's continuing to make progress uh, in his recovery after his new, yeah, new Year's, well. yeah his New Year's Day snowplow accident. No, I don't know if that would be a good idea to have a snowplow on the fast. I, I just think it would be. A, I just think that would be great on the fast. I don't know. That's well. He shared a video. My work Jogging on a Boost microgravity treadmill, making his first time jogging since hospitalization. It's amazing, oh, man, dude. He is truly he basically got run over by a tank. Yeah. It is like a tank. He is truly a superhero to yeah. survive and, and expected to make a full recovery. When we weren't even sure if we were gonna, you know, we thought we were gonna lose him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. so that's been crazy. So. We're going to go on to, to everything in the world, the sports entertainment now, and we like well, to thank... I want to point one thing out. Oh, you one more thing. Two things. Okay. On Netflix, Extraction 2 is in June. Oh, yes. Samsworth and The Witcher 3 comes out at the end... Uh, the third season comes out at the end of uh, June. I was just going to say I'm super excited about Witcher uh, 3 because I just finished the second one, and I was like, oh, yay. So, super excited. All right, Big Paul. Yeah, well, um, Blood like the the word Blood Origin sucked. Yes, it's uh, the same writers. I'm not, I don't have high hopes for the third season. They say that's why he left. So why Cavill left in the first place because he said he didn't like the direction it was going. So I'm I don't I might watch a couple episodes, but if it's as bad as I think it's going to be, I might just watch a couple episodes. He actually left from a dispute in season two. Um, yeah, I know, but I mean, I heard like he heard the direction that was going all along, and he just did not like it. So, because you know, he's a big Witcher fan, I don't like it when they recast leads like that. It just takes me out of the fantasy that it's the same character, you know. And uh, I think it should be a, I think it should be a new character. I mean, to be honest, that's how you, you should do. do that story without Geralt. Yeah, people yeah. say, oh, this is actually series story. No, it's not. Read the books. She's not the main character. It's important, especially with now Cavill no longer uh, portraying um, Superman. Yeah. 
you know, in, in the DCU. So supposedly but, this is supposed to be the most accurate to the books. That's what the I mean, I don't okay. believe that, but the showrunner said that this is going to be the closest they're going to get. And Time of Content is the best book. I, I'm not finished them all, but that's my favorite yeah. book so far. And it doesn't end on a good note for for Geralt. So I'm like, I don't know how he's supposed to be having a great send off because Geralt gets the everlasting yeah. crap out of him at the end of that book. So. Wow. And you mentioned Extraction. Yeah, I think last week we talked about the trailer, uh, uh, the Extraction 2 trailer. And um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to that one, yeah, too. That looks, that looks really, really exciting. But yeah, thanks for bringing those up because I didn't really have much on the Netflix end of things. But um, we're going to go into wrestling now. So we're going to say goodbye to Anna Kuchma because, Anna, you said that you uh, haven't watched wrestling since when? Oh, gosh, uh, probably since the time that China was uh, still in the ring and <laughs> winning all the rumble so like a stone cold china sean michaels there china yeah. won the royal rumble okay <laughs> i was actually there live at i think it was at the medicine square garden okay. I, i've been to a few live events which is really cool Okay, so yeah. you're gonna you're gonna email your picks uh, for the United Champions paper. Either. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> well, we'd like Hello. to thank, of course, the ravishing Russian Lana from Moscow to New York City. <laughs> close enough. Close enough. Close enough, yeah. right? I'll, I'll, I'll take it. I'll take You'll it. You'll take. It. <laughs> take it. You can recognize me, I will take it. All right. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> the ravishing Russian. Thank you for uh, joining us here on BTV. It was lovely chatting with you guys yeah. and enjoy. All right. Talk to you soon. All right. It is. See ya. All right, guys. Wow. Well, you know what? I, I decided to prepare a couple wrestling and related things in addition to the picks. Usually it was just the picks or whatever, but uh Same well, you know, I got some interesting on uh, news on John Cena and Dwayne The Rock Johnson, and apparently Cena confessed on a podcast show that wasn't Below the Belt show that oh. he got selfish, and he was he was basically in WWE at a point and not having any concept of growth or someone else's perspective, and he basically, I took Dwayne's comments as not genuine. And he admits to calling himself a hypocrite because, you know, John Cena followed the same path that The Rock took and went into Hollywood and became a, a major star. And when they had The Rock versus Cena feud, Cena was still full time with the WWE yeah. and didn't foresee, I guess, himself moving into the similar ranks as, as uh, The Rock. So he admits to being a hypocrite, which is crazy. Uh um and um he says that he still loves WWE, can't go all the time he just didn't see that but he was so selfish is what he said huh. um and uh basically also talked about how he he's not going to be able to have the marquee matches that um that he once had but you know he looked great with austin theory you know yeah. i was i was better than that great white match yeah, it was an 11 minute match and uh but you know he said basically I wish I was still there every day my body can't do it anymore and I don't want to give the consumer a bad product. Yeah. I saw that quote. So this is another interview that he did. Um so but the possibility of of the Rock and John Cena sharing the screen for the first time will be in the next fast movie as you know the post credit scene yeah. was the Rock. So I thought that was an interesting tidbit um, leading into uh, 
All right, Night of Champions. Uh, so, wow. So, WWE is going back to Saudi Arabia. And interesting enough, there are three women's matches on the card, which, um, again, remember the initially when they went to Saudi Arabia, there were no women's matches at all. And then eventually they, they started fully covered. What's Do they happened? have to be fully covered? Yeah, they have to be fully covered. So if you ever notice when they go, they have like they have like customized unitards. Yep. They can only have like their hands and their face showing. Right. But a lot of them still look very sexy in that because they're still very form fitting. But I think initially they had t shirts, like loose wing t shirts. Yeah, yeah. Overneath. Yeah. But I, I think they evolved from that and now they're just doing the unitard, but still very form fitting. Yeah. Yeah. But I guess they, they I guess the the higher ups in Saudi Arabia gave the okay, I guess, right? Yeah, it's all that money they're giving WWE. Oh, because it. So why do you think they decided that women don't have to wear those T-shirts? Because they're not. I think it's probably one of those things where, like, they weren't like, "Hey, can, is there a compromise?" Yeah. Right. Right. There you go. Well, that makes sense. So this is happening on May 27th. It's this Saturday. And it so, will be uh, local time. Will be a 1 p.m. start time. Yeah, yeah because of that time zone difference. And uh, now we uh, have, I guess they're billing three main events for this. Yep. yep. Um, which match? I'm not sure. We'll close, but maybe we can make this like um, a bonus point um, for we the. We got to guess who closes. Which Which of these three <laughs> matches are? the the show the show stealer or the the main event the final match basically being the main event of course that's Brock Lesnar versus Cody Rhodes uh, the tag team titles are Roman Reigns and Solo Sokoa versus Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn and then actually Seth- how are they going to do that they they relented on that too because Sami Zayn wasn't allowed over there either they uh actually yes yeah, yeah, so I, they they re- they reported that um Syria and uh, Saudi Arabia or not Syria yeah, no, it's Syria. They're they're in peace talks right now. That's why. Okay. Wow, that's yeah. an interesting. I'm glad you brought that up because I was I was very curious about that. Now that I read yeah. that he's going to be there, and they're apparently he wasn't he wasn't allowed time. initially, right? Yeah. yeah. Wow. So Sami Zayn is now allowed to travel to uh, Saudi Arabia for now, at least. Yeah. yeah. Again, they're doing peace talks. Um, it just recently happened too. Interesting. And of course, the third um, main event match is Seth Rollins versus AJ Styles for the, the the new WWE World Heavyweight Title. So this is the bonus point. Okay. Um, which match will be headlining? And I'm going with um, Seth Rollins versus AJ Styles. Um, it's called Night of Champions for a reason, guys. Um, we got to see yep. a champion. Uh, my prediction: Seth Rollins, AJ will close the show. How about uh, Big Paul? I agree 100% because, I mean, I think it would have been Cody and Brock, but Cody's hurt. So it's like I'm pretty sure he won't be able to give 100. I mean, he'll have a good match, but I just don't think it would be he'll be able to give the final okay. like great match that they would expect for the very last match. So, I mean. Okay. How about you, Wes? Which match is closing out the night? <laughs> I still Go want to say it's Roman. The, you think Roman will close out the He's night? Your biggest star right now. Roman and Solo Sokoa. I think I still think that's gonna. It's gonna, gonna close, close the night. For, for a tag team? I don't know. That's really. 
Okay. Light, Light Runner WrestleMania was uh, closed out by the tag team titles. So. And nobody predicted that either. Or, you know, some yeah. people predicted that. Yeah, you're right. All right, well, let's talk about the matches and who the winners are going to be. So well, let's find out. So um, yours truly, yes, that's right. Al Soto is the BTB <laughs> picks champion carrying over from the uh, last pay-per-view, Payback. And, uh, of course, with perfect oh, picks. From WrestleMania. <laughs> that's right. We were <laughs> co-champions. I won seven out of seven matches uh, correctly. West second place with five out of seven. And then Big Paul, um, four out of seven. So, <laughs> um, then so I need to catch up. All right. All right. So let's go ahead and do our picks. All right. The World Heavyweight Championship Finals. Seth Rollins versus AJ Styles. This is going to be an amazing match from top to bottom. Um, and it's going to close the shows, like I said, but this is where I'm going with this one. I'm going to go with Seth Rollins. And the reason being AJ Styles is on SmackDown and they would have to move him and the club over the raw. The world championship is a raw championship. Um, and I think AJ could probably have some great matches with, um, Roman Reigns on SmackDown. So I'm going with Seth Rollins as your new World Heavyweight Championship uh, winner. And uh, let's go on to Wes. I also think Seth Rollins, but man, I would be really pleased if uh, AJ won and they moved Cody and AJ. So I I, I still think Seth's going to win. Okay. There'll be another, another draft switch yeah. after the draft takes place yeah. it'll be, it'll be I, a lot. I think it's still Seth though Seth Rollins new world champion all right big Paul see I actually disagree okay because number one uh Seth is actually working on a tv show right now so I think he's gonna need some time off so I, I assume because of that they're gonna have to give it to and AJ hasn't won anything in a while and he's been hurt so it's like I think it's and who knows how long he has left I think they're gonna give it to AJ then when Seth comes back from his TV show, they might have a rematch or something. Can you what what is Seth acting in? I, I uh, heard he was acting. He, he, he's in the he's in a new Marvel series. He's one of the um, snake, like yeah, Captain America series. Uh, he's one of the Serpent Society. Correct. They're, they're, they're currently filming it, so they're actively filming it right now. Wait, Captain America is going to be a film though, isn't he? Yeah. No, it's going to be. Is it going to be a film? I thought uh, it was going to yeah. be. A film. Yeah, it's a film. It's they new world order. It was supposed mm. to be called New World Order, but from the last I heard online, it was that's that was dropped, and it's going to be happening. Okay, but I know Seth Rollins is the one of the main guys from the Serpent Society, so I assume that he's going to have to have some time off because of that, unless they're going to give him the title and have the title just vacated for a while, which would make no sense because they were doing that with um Roman for a while. They might okay. be able to, to have him be the champion and and uh, make just do, but only defend it on um pay per views. Yeah. Interestingly enough, yes, IMDb shows Captain America New World Order as uh, on um, Colby Lopez's IMDb. That's Seth Rollins' actual name. Um, So very cool. I'm looking forward to that one. All right. Um, Interesting. So uh, Paul deviating from myself and Wes in the first uh, match. Okay. The Tag Team Championship, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn defending the titles against Roman Reigns and Sola Sokoa. All right, Paul, you start this one. Okay, I'm going to go with Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn because I have a hunch 
it seems like uh, they're going to start to break up the family. And uh, I have a hunch, like, Roman's going to do something to piss off uh, Sokoa, and Sokoa's just going to cost them the match in some way. Or the Usos are going to come in and interfere, too. So I have a hunch it's going to be uh, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. Okay. All right. I'm going to go um, – I'm going to agree with you. Uh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn retaining – I don't feel Roman Reigns needs the tag title uh, in addition to because he number one he's going to carry three belts if he wins. He realizes right. That's a lot. Before if he won. Yeah. Oh shit! You're right because yeah, the undisputed tag yeah, titles yeah. are two, yeah. not three. You're. Right. <laughs> I just can't see it happening. I, I just can't see it happening at all. And uh, maybe they want to give the 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 Syria Saudi Arabia piece a shot. So maybe they're going to put Sami Zayn over. And Sammy will uh, pin Solo Sokoa, but that's not in, that doesn't factor in our picks. But yes, I'm going with Kevin Owens and Sammy Zayn winning. All right, Wes. I uh, uh, it's it, there's no way they're putting the belts on Roman and and Sokoa. I think that I don't think it's going to be a clean finish. I think it's going to be uh like a disqualification or something because I don't think they're going to have Roman. I mean, like he lost a tag match with um Sammy in, yeah. in December, so I think. Yeah. It, if that happens, it's definitely going to be solo, but I feel like they want to keep solo strong too. So I think it's going to be uh, uh, like some sort of disqualification or. I think the Usos might come in and like just because there's some terminal. Yeah, so I think we're all in agreement. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, this is very hard to predict. So I'm, I'm going to, since we're all doing the round robin on, on picking first, Cody Rhodes versus Brock Lesnar, Wes. Start Cody. Wow. That- that was there was no hesitation there. <laughs> he just kayfabe broke his arm. What more of an obstacle do you need? Like if Cody beat Brock, no matter how he beats him, but if he beats him clean, then he beats Brock. It's gonna he's gonna get a huge push. And if he beats Brock two times in a row, he also can say I beat Seth Rollins three times in a row. I deserve a title shot. Yeah. Like wow. Brock, he so so here's a cool factoid, real quick. Brock has not been pinned in a non-title match since Goldberg. Oh man! And Cody is the 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 next guy to pin him in a non-title match. So in seven years, he hasn't been pinned in a non-title match until Cody Rhodes did it. Wow! And th- this is referring to Payback's uh, match, correct? Yeah. yeah. And you think he's going to do it again? Oh man! Uh, honestly, I'm still thinking about. It. So let's go to Paul. What do you think it will happen in the Cody Rhodes versus Brock Lesnar? I think they're going to do it uh, with Cody anyway. I think Cody is going to get that push, and I think that's a good story to overcome the, his injury and then beat Brock. I mean, wow. and I think they're going to probably have a rematch maybe during SummerSlam because that's that's like a big push. You know what I mean? A big match okay. that you could have. Against. I'm going to go against the green. <laughs> I'm going to pick Brock. And, and, you, and kind of taking what you said, Paul, uh as uh the rubber match i think it's going to be a rubber match i think the saudis love brock lesnar i think the broken arm gimmick will um factor factor into it so my prediction because i think we're going to get a rubber match i'm going to go with brock lesnar they're going to go one and one and then if there's an eventual third match which could be at SummerSlam, maybe think cody um, wins uh, and maybe a Hell in the Cell or some kind of a gimmick match where Brock doesn't have to be pinned um, is where I'm going for the third match. But that's 
that's in the future. I'm gonna go with Brock Lesnar. I'm gonna um, I'm gonna take a <laughs> I'm taking a risk here, guys. So <laughs> let's see what happens. All right, we got we got to be different in order for somebody to win. Yeah. yeah. Otherwise, it'll be like co co champions. All right, <laughs> Becky Lynch versus Trish Stratus. I think it's my turn to go first. Um, you know, Trish Stratus is is a Hall of Famer. Becky Lynch, you know, she had that, you know, when she was main eventing with Charlotte and Ronda in that WrestleMania, she was red hot. She needs to stay red hot, and I think she's lost a little bit of her edge. So in order to do that, I think she needs to be Trish. So I'm going to predict uh, Becky Lynch wins this match against Trish Stratus. All right, let's go with Big Paul next. Okay, well, I, I'm going to go to the opposite of you. I mean, I think Trish is going to win because I think her heel character is getting over a little bit. And I think that's the first time she's ever been a heel. And I think, it, again, that would be another good match for Summer, for SummerSlam where Becky gets her revenge on Trish for beating her. You know what I mean? It just seems like it's in the cards. Okay. that That's good reasoning right there. Robert, how about you, Wes? What do you think? I, I agree with Paul. I think the, the money's in the chase. And I think um, having Trish, Trish, I said Trish, Witcher, sorry. <laughs> uh, I think Trish, it's hit it again. You know what I'm saying. Uh, I think she's going to go <laughs> over because I think the, I like, she screwed Becky out of the, um, the, the tag titles. And to, to piggyback off of what Paul said, um, I think it makes more sense for Becky to lose. Uh, but I don't think it's going to be a definitive loss. I think it's going to be like she's going to pull the tights. She's going to cheat or something. Yeah, and then she's going to hightail it afterwards. So that, like, it's not like, a, oh, my God, like she beat the crap out of Becky. But it's like, oh, yeah. she stole another one from her. And then, you know, there'll be some sort of stimul- uh, stipulation match down the road that'll maybe like a cage match or something. Mm-hmm. The, now, I, I almost want to change my pick, but I already picked her. So that, those are some great reasonings. But I do still, but I still feel like Becky needs that fire again. You know, she kind of lost her, lost her way a little bit. Um, but that's a, it's a tough one to predict. But I appreciate those responses. All right, Intercontinental Championship: Gunther versus Mustafa Ali. Wow. And note, Mustafa Ali is not from Saudi Arabia. He is from Pak. He is a Pakistani yeah. and Indian descent. So one would think, oh, whoa, we go to Mustafa, but. Anyways, let's let Wes uh, start this one off. It's Gunther. Gunther's winning. There's no, like, they literally, they, they've got Mustafa Ali in this spot just to be like, hey, he's kind of a hometown hero. And we <laughs> love <laughs> hometown heroes. Because he's Muslim. Yeah, but he's not really a, a hometown. He's not from Saudi Arabia. But they can bring Davari back. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, Gunther, um, will it be a squash match or will it be a competitive match? I don't make. I don't think it it goes longer than eight minutes. Interesting. Okay. Uh, Big Paul, what's your pick on the IC title match? I mean, I think they're going to give it to Gunther. It seems like they're going to promote him, like just being unbeatable. And uh, Ali wants out. I mean, it's like I think they're just doing it to just do something with him because they're paying him. I mean, he's he's more or less begged them to release him for the last. We talked about this last time about Ali, and now he's got the most visible match he's had in a long time. Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. Like, I mean, I think they're going, they're just using him as an enhancement talent, and then just going to once his contract's out, he's just going to be out at the door. No, I mean, would they put him in a pay per view? Because you know, people that are on pay per views get paid a ton of money. 
Well, it doesn't matter. Like, he's still under contract, so he still okay. has to try to fulfill some of his contracts. So this is part of his contract. Okay. So I mean, I don't, I don't think he's going to get paid extra money for it. I mean, he's probably, it's probably worked into his contract where he has to do a pay per view. And what yeah. a better one to do than one that's mm-hmm. kind of where. No, because a lot of people want to be uh, have that WrestleMania moment. Yeah, but it's not West, WrestleMania. That's... What do you know? Do people do do talent make more on? Jericho got screwed out of uh, big money uh, on one of his paper his WrestleMania uh, appearances and went to Vince and was like, "Hey, this is bullshit." And like, eventually, he did get that money, but like in his book, he was like, "I'm I'm in the main event of WrestleMania. Like, you're not paying yeah. me main event money." So I mean, like, to to go with Paul's like what he's saying, like. No, they don't always get paid a ton to be on pay per view. Yeah. Like it really does, like de- depend on their their spot. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm gonna go with Gunther as well. Um, Gunther's retaining. I think they want him to surpass Honky Tonk Man because Honky Tonk Man <laughs> is probably the most gimmicky wrestler, and he has quite the record. I Are think they gonna bring in like a guy like the Ultimate Warrior just to knock Gunther out completely? Uh, it's gonna probably. He's That's probably what it's going to take, I think. <laughs> because uh, I looked at the top reigning um, IC champion. He's not far from beating Morocco, Pedro, and there's one more Intercontinental champion. I think uh, Gunther's number five. Yeah. Um, and Honky Tonk's number one. So he's only got, he hasn't gotten, he doesn't have far to go. But I think they, they, they hear about next year's WrestleMania uh, plans. It's going to be in Philadelphia, isn't it? It's going to yeah. This is the tentative plans. This always can change, but it's going to be Cody versus Gunther as the, one of the main events. Oh, man. Wow, that's kind of an early time to put that in, in in writing because I would love to see Gunther versus Brock Lesnar personally. But yeah. I would love to see Gunther in any position where he gets to, to go because that dude is so talented. Yeah, he's come a long, long way. So, yeah, expect him to – wow. Yeah, it's going to be a short match, but I think Gunther's going <laughs> to – there's no way he's losing. All right. Um, the Raw Women's Championship. Bianca Belair versus Asuka. Wow. I see Bianca Belair already reached that um record of holding the Raw Women's Championship. I think it's finally time for Asuka to get it. Yeah, I know. Um I know I predicted uh Asuka last time, I think uh for WrestleMania, I believe, right? This is a WrestleMania rematch, and I lost that match. We both did. We both did. But I think this is Asuka's turn now. I, I don't think they're going to give her a rematch without winning. Um, Bianca also is on SmackDown. And the Raw Championship, I, I don't know if this is, might be a w- easy way to 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 get the Raw Championship back on Raw. I believe. Is, Ros- is Asuka a Raw uh, or SmackDown? Well, Rhea's, the, Rhea's on Raw now. Yeah. So they're gonna have to swap those belts somewhere. They gotta fix that issue. So I don't know how they're gonna do it. You know. But um, anyways, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with um, Oscar winning the Raw Women's Champion. It's called Night of Champions, and I feel there's got to be at least two yeah. title uh, changes. Well, one being the the World Championship. That's gonna be a new champion, and then um, Oscar winning. Um, all right, Big Paul. I agree with you. I mean, Bianca had it for a long time, and Asuka hasn't won anything yet. So it's like, I think she's overdue. So I think they're going to give it to Asuka. And then, like, maybe again, another SummerSlam main event matches, Bianca's going to try to get it back. Okay. And Wes? 
I am torn because I want Asuka to win, but she like she hasn't she hasn't been a champion in a long time. And uh even though I don't think she's ever been a champion, has she? Other than NXT? Defeated NXT and she was uh No, she was given the uh the Raw Women's Championship when Becky Lynch uh was pregnant. That was the second reign. She she's been uh women's champion champion. two or three times, but she was NXT women's champion undefeated for like two years. Yep. Um, but on the main roster, she never had any made like she never had any long title runs. Uh, always lost in mania which i i hate that but so i I think i think she's gonna lose again i i don't think they have any plans to to do anything with her i think that they're they're planning on keeping the belt on uh bianca yeah all right so myself and paul agreeing on this one bianca belair losing the title west going with oscar sorry west going with bianca retaining the title and big paul and i uh, going for Oscar winning the title. Okay. Um, this one, I mean, this is very easy to predict. Uh, almost as easy to predict as Gunther versus Mustafa Ali. Uh, Rhea Ripley will retain against Natalia. Wes, what do you think? Absolutely. Once again, just like the last pay-per-view, if she loses, I'm going to be fucking mad. <laughs> it's Natalia, guys. Yeah, Natalia's she, like 45 who, years she old. Be? Come yeah. on. Who'd she ever be? <laughs> However, and she had that farting gimmick. Uh, after yeah. she had that farting gimmick, I didn't want to think of uh, Natalia in a top spot anymore. You know, I just you can't forget the farting gimmick. <laughs> no. Rhea bloody Ripley is winning. Yeah. All right, Big Paul. Honestly, I mean, ah, you're gonna pick I, I think I am gonna go with Natalia. Oh, just <laughs> because I think they're gonna try just because. How much longer does she have left? Give her like one last uh, time before she's out the door. And I have a hunch it would be the, such an upset to everybody that if Natalia wins. There's no way now. Okay. You're going on a limb, Paul. I, I like I like the I know I feel like I'm going on a limb, but I think maybe <laughs> that's what Vince McMahon would do. I mean, that seems like a Vince McMahon type of thing to do, just because nobody would think she would win. <laughs> Including me. <laughs> there's no chance and snowball's chance at all in the but that's okay it's your pick all right we'll respect it so um so uh, conspicuous by their absence the women's tag team championship and the united states championship are not being defended well, now we haven't seen smackdown yet championships are about to be vacated that's right yeah. so this is going to my next point that um due to an injury from Liv morgan which i'm we saw that spot on SmackDown a couple of weeks ago. She had a shoulder injury um, that may require surgery. And in addition, Dakota Kai, oh, man, she's got bad knees. Uh, yeah, she's a, after a while. She suffered a torn months. ACL. Yeah, six to 12 months. Six to 12 months, yeah. Dakota Kai's had so many knee injuries, hasn't she? Yeah. Uh, Tegan Knox has had more. That's right. Tegan Knox had yeah. a lot. Right. So because of that, because of, of the injury for Liv Morgan, um, they had to vacate the titles. And I'm just curious, why did, why not make this match, add this match to the Night of Champions? I think it's just... It I would think that would be a good idea. But they're gonna ha- we're going to have to wait till Raw for this. So um, so now it's going to be a, um, Rodriguez. Um, what's her name? Ra- Raquel? Raquel Rodriguez. Raquel Rodriguez. In a and a mystery tag team partner. 
um, versus Chelsea Green and Sonya Deville, Bailey and Io Sky, and which I hope I hope they win. Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler. Uh, I really want them to win. I don't know what the deal is with that. They kind of pushed him down the card a little bit. Yeah. Ronda well, Rousey Ronda was a main eventer. What yeah, the did heck she, Did she piss Vince off in some way? I mean. She's a main eventer. She's a UFC but I know, kid. but she pissed Vince off in some way. Maybe that's why she's Maybe. kind of like. She's got a shitty attitude. Yeah, yeah not a shitty attitude. Is that what you're hearing? Yeah. She, she, she doesn't know how to understand that it's a work. Like, so when the yep. fans boo her, she gets, like, legitimately pissed off. Oh, that's too bad. She doesn't she, really understand. She, she's, she's too much of a mark. Yeah, that's unfortunate. You have, you have to, you have to think of wrestling as, as you're gonna yeah. be, a, you're gonna have to put someone else over once in a while, and uh, unless you're Roman Reigns. <laughs> 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 but yeah, she, poor uh, Liv Morgan. She, um, she's one of my yeah, favorites. Yeah, who's just becoming big again too, and it's like yeah. So, um, but interestingly enough, Liv Morgan and Charles Flair will be um, in a film. Uh, a new movie on the life of former NWA World Women's Champion Mildred Burke. I'm not familiar with Mildred Burke. I never heard of her. You never heard of her either, right? So they're filming this film, a uh, movie in Kentucky, in Louisville, Kentucky, in June. They should they should do one on Mula and how bad she was. Everybody, Mula, Mula would make a more interesting one, no doubt. Yeah. But she wasn't. She had some very questionable uh, things in her personal. Actually, what is Mula's real? Maybe that's her real name. What is her real name? The Fabulous Mula. Is it yeah, a, what, what, maybe it she's Lillian Mildred or something? Burke. Yeah. Um, but that's definitely not this this uh, okay. Mildred Burke character. But uh, Charlotte Flair will be starring as June Byers. Um, and uh, Liv Morgan will play the role of Clara Mortensen, billed as the first women's world champion. And Wolf will be playing. This must go really far back. <laughs> yeah. So, um, Mildred Burke trained Fabulous Moolah. Okay. Uh, I, I looked it up because I was I was actually curious if uh, Paul was right about that. Who, that who's who's playing Mildred? Oh, I don't know that. I just looked up uh, Fabulous Moolah and her real name. Yeah. Okay, because I bet that that will. Uh, I'm curious to see now who will be playing Mildred Burke um, in that uh, particular film. But um, but yeah, no, I mean I think it's great that the actors are. are you know, branching out to do film. I mean, yeah, Seth Rollins is doing Captain America, you know, so. Other, other than like WWE films, which just sometimes don't work. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Like the and one then, where like, well, it's Triple H and his school bus or something. Oh, yeah, I forget which, what right. that was about. And then um, all I have left on, uh, the last thing I have here is that um, there are rumors that uh, Drew McIntyre may be leaving the WWE, but I'm not sure if this is, uh, I heard he's coming back. Uh, he might even come back for the pay-per-view. Yeah. Well, this is, has to do with Booker T on a recent podcast. And then apparently his contract's coming up, the end of his contract. And um, I don't know. He was drafted to Raw. So apparently um, if he just – Booker T said if he decides not to re-sign with WWE, any company in the world, he'd be a star. Yeah, see, I don't know because I mean Vince really likes him, and Vince is back, so Vince is going to try to book him in high, high tier matches, unlike Triple H. So I, mm-hmm. I wonder if he would stay just for that. Because remember, Triple H, Vince pushed him when he was nothing. Remember that? 
Like yeah. he, he was like he was not yeah. ready. And he got pushed he to the moon the because size. of size. He liked the size of him, right? The only thing he was, with that he is, wasn't muscular though. He was just kind of like tall. He, he was he was lean back in the day, but uh, mm-hmm. the only thing with 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 Drew is since he lost the belt, he has never like he's only had one really touch with that that scene, the championship scene, yeah. and that was when uh, the Clash in the Castle. Otherwise, he's been delegated to like mid card, even even. But, but see, that, that's when Triple H was running everything. But now Vince is back in command, so Vince might change that. I, I don't know, man. Because he, I don't like. So this is a, this is a complete rumor. So take it with a grain of salt. There's no fact mm-hmm. I'm about to say, but there is a rumor that he's been unhappy and his contract's coming up. And the rumor is that if he were to leave. He would be his no complete clause. No compete clause would be over in time for him to show up at um, a um, Webley Stadium. Wow, Webley Stadium in England. And they're trying to sell that thing as much. They've already sold like almost seventy thousand tickets. So if you if you announce that you had Drew Galloway on the card, that would be gangbusters. So even if it was a one time appearance and he was going to go somewhere else, like. You know, that would make a ton of money. Again, it's know, all rumors. None of it's. You know what? All. I read something similar, Wes, that there is a promotional po- poster for a WWE event in England or the UK somewhere, and they took Drew gra- Drew's graphic from the poster. Oh, and really? Yeah, yeah, and I can't remember what event's coming up, but there is an event in England coming up. Um, this sometime this year in 2023. So that kind of adds to it. So. That that would you know if he's unhappy that would be sad because again he never had that yeah. chance to shine even though he did win the WWE title but you know that was during the pandemic. Yeah. Speaking um, of unhappy AEW, uh, what about uh, CM Punk? Is he coming back or do you think he's going to be? Or do you think that's even? At this point, I don't care. <laughs> like if he comes back, I'll be excited. If he doesn't come back, I don't care. Yeah. Like I, I want the, I want a concrete decision made. I don't. I, I I'm tired of the. Yes, he's coming back. No, he's not coming back. Yes, he's coming. It's like, yeah. Well, see, he he was ready to come back, and then they were like, "Your friend's not the pr- producer of the show," and he's like, "I don't want to come back now." So, well, he also I mean, constantly doesn't know when to shut up. Like, <laughs> no. anytime somebody says something about him that he doesn't like, he's got to fire off at the mouth, and it's no, like, he does. Dude, yeah, you're yeah. not that tough in reality. Yeah. Right? Oh, we saw your <laughs> UFC matches. <laughs> well, actually, uh, what's his name? Challenged him and he backed down. Uh, Jason David Frank wanted to fight yeah. him uh, multiple times. And he's like, oh, I know. I asked him about that during the interview. JDS would soul. kill him. Like, oh, I've would... seen a couple of his uh, MMA, uh, his Muay yeah. um, Thai fights. He would destroy Punk. I mean, obviously, yeah. he's not alive anymore, but. I'm yeah. sad. I'm sad uh, JDF is no longer with us, man. What, what a good yeah, guy. What a good guy. All right, let's wrap up as we have hard out time. Um, the last thing on my list, um, which ties into wrestling and RIP, uh, is that we lost a legend in superstar, superstar Billy Graham yeah, at the age of 79. Um, he was on life support due to a number of lingering health issues. He went uh, underwent hip surgery um, early May. Uh, ha- he had an infection in his hip. And then he became deaf. Um, completely deaf through the infection, dealing with kidney issues, ha- heart and lung concerns, depression. Apparently, doctors advised that his wife, um, you know, 
pulled the plug basically on life support and his wife th- didn't want to do it initially and gave him a little more time. Well, I mean, he came back. He was like on death's door before with, uh, from the steroid use. I mean, he had like, I mean, he yeah. came back from all that. So it's like, he, he's fought through stuff that was just as bad before. Yeah. I didn't realize he was that bad off. I just thought he died. That's yeah, he had a, he had health issues about ten or fifteen years ago. WWE even brought him back, even though like him, him and Vince sang along because they thought he was on death's door because he like basically almost died on the I don't know if it was cancer or heart. There was something that he major he had where he was actually on that life support before. I'm pretty sure. No, I mean, I didn't realize now how bad off he was. I didn't hear any of the circumstances around his death. So when uh, Al said all that, I was like, oh my god. Yeah, he had quite quite a lot going on. Rick Flair, the Nature Boy, um, tweeted, "The superstar Billy Graham just left us. Thank you for all your influence on my career." So he was a very influential yeah. on uh, Rick Flair's uh, persona. Well, definitely Jesse know. Ventura, because I mean Jesse Ventura was Jesse Ventura, very very similar with the outlandish uh, clothing yeah. and things like that. Um, you know the physique, you know the, the yeah. muscles and all that. I mean he was probably the first. Muscle man, like ripped uh, yeah. wrestler, uh, you know, before Hogan, and you know, but he he also used a lot of steroids. That's what, yeah, and he would, he would speak out against them a lot. He admitted to it. He he was like, hey, don't get into these because this would you have health problems like me. That's yeah. basically what he said to everybody. Yeah, and he was open about it, so he wasn't lying about it. So yeah, there will be a funeral on June first for superstar Billy Graham. Rest in peace. We also lost Ray Stevenson. This is a very shocking surprise. Oh, one very sad. Um, known for Punisher Warzone, Rome. He's going to be in the Ahsoka series, guys. He was, I, I believe, one of the Jedis, right? Yeah, he was. He yeah, was Paul. wielding a lightsaber. I don't know how they're going to handle that, you know, if they want to bring his character back. Um, they didn't disclose the cause of death, undisclosed. Um, yeah. I mean, he's from Ireland, um, Irish actor. Um, and, uh, man, he was also recently in the RRR Um Indian movie. He was in that as well. Um, and he had passed away in Italy. I guess oh, he was. Yeah. Um, man, that that's really, really sad. I mean, uh, he was actually a voice talent in Star Wars Rebels and Star Wars Clone Wars. And then, of course, we were going to see him. Yeah, see, in I didn't Ahsoka. realize that. I, I knew he was going to be in Ahsoka. I didn't realize he was the voice. He talent. was also the voice in that as well. Yeah. And. Um, you know, he was very happy. Apparently, he was, he is a Star Wars fan himself, and was was cool. uh, absolutely uh, you know over the top, uh, over overjoyed to to be in live action in, in Star Wars in the Star Wars universe. So uh, I would be if Disney actually sold it. But I don't know if I want to be in any Disney things. <laughs> You'll take a paycheck if they give you, man. Come on now, it's that's not let's not let's get real here, dude. <laughs> Um, so rest in peace, Ray Stevenson. We also lost veteran director Leon Achazo, who directed Miami Vice all the way through Queen of the South. So he's been oh, yeah. directing since the 80s up until, yeah, the modern era, which is a long career. It is. Also, uh, Jim Brown, one of the NFL's greatest players in any position. He also, was in a movie, too. He's in Mars Attacks. Mars Attacks, uh, Any Given Sunday, The Dirty Dozen. So actor, NFL football player. Mm -hmm. Um, So rest in peace. Um, 
And he always seemed like he was in good shape, too. I'm but then again, I guess he's really old. Yes, uh, he was 87 years old. Yeah. Yeah. All right. With Death, We Celebrate Life, for those who are still with us, another trip around the sun, Joan Collins getting up there at 90. So happy birthday, Joan. Um, Drew Carey, 65 today. Oh, wow. I know, right? Leah Delaria, boo, from Orange New Black, is also 65. Um, Melissa McBride, Carol, from The Walking Dead, is 58. Jewel, the singer Jewel, is 49. Oh, wow. I know, right? Wow. LaMonica uh, Garrett from Sons of Anarchy is 48. Uh, Tim Robinson of Saturday Night Live is 42. And director Ryan Coogler from Creed and Black Panther is 37. That's birthdays today. Wow. That's amazing. I didn't realize he was that young. I thought he was older than that. But. Yeah. What a heck of a career for someone so mm-hmm. young at 37. It's amazing. But, man, that wraps up uh, tonight's uh, Below the Belts. We're right in the nick of time, right? Yeah, <laughs> Just at the nick of time. <laughs> We'd like to thank our panel, of course, starting with Mike, the General Zod, and the ravishing Russian Anna Kuchma yeah. for uh, hanging in with us. And, of course, sticking around again for the wrestling discussion, Darth Paul Wallace, the Sith Lord. I am a Sith Lord. <laughs> and cosplayer and former WWE. Sorry, WWE. Oh, my God. Pro- <laughs> Man, he got promoted. <laughs> former WWE. Former pro wrestler Wes Whitlock, thank you very much. Upcoming father to be, so we, we we appreciate your time on BTB. It means a lot to us. And I'm Al Celebrity Soda, your host with the most, guys. So uh, ending tonight's show, guys, a great interview with the lovely and talented Catherine McNamara from Shadowhunters, from cool. uh, the CW's Flash, and she's also... In Walker Independence, sadly, that show, I believe, did get canceled. Um, but um, in any case, I get to talk to her at the Creative Coalition event. And uh, interesting real thing about her, we were doing interviews on the carpet. I told her I really wanted to talk to carpet, and I was bummed that we couldn't. It's like, well, is there a way we can do an interview now? I'm like, uh, I guess so. So I had my audio recorder on my phone, and we did a, an impromptu interview That's at true. the event. So she was a real sweetheart, man. And wow, what? What a beauty. <laughs> Gather really, back tomorrow. He is really pretty. Woo. Smoking. So that's closing up tonight's uh in um you know, closing up tonight's show um uh, with that interview, guys. So so on behalf of the one and only Darth Paul Wallace, the Sith Lord, Wes Whitlock, cosplayer and former pro wrestler. Yes, not WWE. <laughs> not WWE. <laughs> <laughs> the Ravishing Russian, Anna Kuchma, Mike the General, Zod. I'm Al, Celebrity Soto, guys. We'll see you guys next week for another great episode. Until then, peace. All right, we are here, the Crave Coalition, with actress extraordinaire, Catherine McNamara. Yes, hello. How are you? <laughs> this is for the podcast, Below the Belt Show. Uh, we were at an amazing event for the Crave Coalition, weren't yeah, we? Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's my first year doing this in person. I did it over Zoom, 
a couple of years ago, and it's it's such an amazing event to get to hear everyone's stories and to speak to the senators one on one, the the congressmen one on one, and to hear their stories as well. And you know, the the arts and creativity and, and anything in that realm, it's so universal. It's a universal language it connects us all as human beings, and, and to really just remind folks the importance of that, the importance of funding that for you know the the NEA provides funding mostly for underserved communities, communities that don't have access to the arts, they don't have access to all of these things that we tend to take for granted, and it's, it's the most wonderful thing to be able to, you know, hopefully make a difference. Yes, I know, because usually the arts programs are one of the first that get cuts from, from budgets and, 100%. And, and schools, and yeah, like, especially and, us as actors, exactly. and future actors, we need that. Well, and even those who aren't, people yeah. forget, being in the arts doesn't mean you have to go into the arts, it's, right. it's, it teaches collaboration and creativity, and it teaches you how to communicate and work with people, yes. and how to express yourself, which is so important no matter what you go into. Yes. Yeah. Of course, you got a new show. Yes. Yes. Let's yeah. talk about it. Independence uh, Walker. Absolutely. No, we, we are having so much fun. The Walker legacy is just, it's so iconic. And uh, getting to bring a Western to life and bring light to stories that haven't had a voice for, for generations, it's, it's really, really lovely. It's such an honor. Fantastic. Congratulations on the, the success of that show. And of course, you're a part of the, the Arrowverse, the Berlantiverse and Arrow. and. Uh, playing the uh, overall, what was the highlight of that experience? I think the highlight for me was really getting to create this character uh, as an amalgamation of two characters that have been so beloved. You know, Stephen and Emily put in so much time and effort into yeah. creating this relationship with these two people that were so nuanced and so beautiful, and I got to sort of pick the, my favorite bits of both of them, and uh, and then getting to see Mia with you know Felicity, and then see Mia with Oliver, and then yeah. see Mia on her own, you know, especially when I went over to The Flash and was able to be, you know, the Mia that's kind of on her own and trying to survive with no anchor. It, it was so much fun to, get to explore a character that was so strong but so flawed. She's, she's like a turtle, you know, she's got this hard shell on the outside, but she's just, she's very soft. She just needs a hug. Aww. <laughs> we can totally understand that. Of course, how would you feel if Mia was to cross over to the DCU with James Gunn? Sign me yeah, right, up, right? James Gunn. Right. Where do I sign? Let me at it. Yes. Let me at it. We've already got a suit. It's already made. It's ready to go, right? I know how to shoot a bow. Well, let's let's have up. I'm ready. I am down to anything with Catherine. Like, you know. Thank you so much for talking to us Thank here. Thank you. Blow the it's show. a pleasure. Absolutely. Yes. Thank you. Well, it has been a ill show tonight, and I think we have all learned some valuable lessons. This is your bot for the bad boys of Baltimore saying, until next time, keep chilling like a villain. Bye, goodbye, 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 goodbye.